When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Larry Blydner, and you are listening to Who Are These Podcasts? Are you a boner guy? Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoony. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. Pat, that's when you say W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that wants to know. Are you dumb, stupid, or dumb? Huh? I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, making his W-A-T-P co-hosting debut, the man who wants you to know that... Your podcast stinks. Your podcast Stinks. From the Pat Oates Show, we have Pat Oates. Welcome, my friend. Your podcast still stinks. I stand firm what yeah. I said there. Your podcast, Carl. Podcast in general. Yes, I have that drop on the board, and we use it quite That's... often. So it's. Well, I've, I've heard it once or twice. I, I was a little, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm proud. I'm proud to be awesome. part of the board. Well, I mean, you're up there with Michael Rappaport and uh, Alex Jones. It's pretty good company that you're in. The three of the four horsemen. I don't know if we are there. I'm uh, just ruining radio. Go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, and link to our Patreon, featuring a new bonus episode every month. But that's not even true. We're cranking out bonus episodes. I just did a new one about Opie Radio with Doug from Good Times Great Movies. If anyone out there is saying we're not talking about Opie enough, we did over an hour on Opie. We also talked about Jim Brewer and reviewed another one of Patrick Michaels' podcasts. So that was a great episode. You should definitely check out. And then next week, or I guess this week when this show comes out, I believe we're doing another crossover episode with The Dick Show. So we'll have another bonus out there. So please join us on Patreon for 5 bucks a month. A lot of great content's coming out. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Wild Pitch. This is a suggestion from the podcast hitman Matt Lewinsky. Pat and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show hosted by a guy named Derek Glasscock. And it is. <laughs> oof, Derek oh. is, he's got an interesting voice, doesn't he? Voice that does not match the cock at all. Right, right. You would, think, you would think Derek Glasscock would be a guy luring you into a bang bus, but he is not. There is no one else in the bus. He is alone. <laughs> yeah. I have, this is an example of him talking, and this is the description of the show. And I think it's important to start off with that so that you understand the premise. The Wild Pitch is a podcast that explores creativity through the ancient art of the pitch. Myself and some other entrepreneurial types come onto the show, and we pitch amazing ideas that are inspired by three random elements. The result is an absurd Shark Tank-esque comedy show. Bullshit! There's nothing comedy about the show. But what they're attempting to do is to do an improv style show. But for some reason, there's like a pitch involved, although it's kind of more just 
random nonsense and storytelling. I wasn't sure what where the pitch part came from. Oh, the description doesn't match the show at all. It's three people that get together and make up some fan. They're, they're playing a word game where you give them three like Mad Libs and they're playing a game, but he tries to turn it into Shark Tank. His, yeah, he's like Casey Kasem kind of voicing it up, which is real weird because his voice actually gets a little less nasally. He gets more excited. So he's doing that voice up at the beginning too. It, doesn't know what the show is. Yeah, the name, put that name up on uh, on iTunes. There's 15 baseball podcasts with the same name before you get to his. Yeah, I could not find the show. I, I only found it through the link that Matt sent me because I couldn't find it through any of my podcast players. I was actually streaming it in my car like through a web browser. It's a, it so you know, so when you want to go check it out later, uh, it's now called Wild Pitch 1985. He, yes, yes. So he has updated found it. it. So on this podcast that you and I listened to this episode, it's from a couple of years ago, 2018. He introduces the two guest hosts that he has, and they come from very different places. Here's the first introduction. It's Brett from the Silver Screens and Politics podcast. And here's the second introduction. It's Dominic from the Silver Screens and Politics podcast. Oh, so it's <laughs> just two guys who just have co-host another podcast together. I mean, a non-comedy podcast on this hilarious Shark Tank. Oh my gosh! I, I tried to listen to that show. So it's called Silver Screen in Politics, and I, there's plugs that they give at the end. Actually, I'll probably let me play that first because at the end they start plugging their show, and it just sounds like a terrible concept. If you want to listen to me on other podcasts, I am graced by Dominic over on Silver Screens in Politics. What we do is we watch a film that has to do with a president or something big in U.S. politics, and then we hash it out and determine if it's accurate, if it's not accurate, if it's good, if it's bad. It's usually bad. And uh, I also do a show called Movie Go Round, which is the uh, the follow-up to Geek Cinema Society, which, Derek, mm -hmm. you were on. Yes, on the final episode, actually. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we had a great time on that. Nerd! So the premise is they watch a movie that features an American president or something, and then they discuss whether it's accurate or not. It's a movie. <laughs> of course it's not accurate. I've had several movies of presidents have aliens coming down and attacking us. Like, right away, it's not all accurate. Oh, shit. That's the dumbest premise I could think of. Do you like entertainment? Yeah, I like entertainment. Do you want to mix it with politics? No. I, I most certainly do not. That sounds like a make terrible it idea. How do we get unique? Let's make sure it's a thing no one gives a fuck about. Let's make sure that's what we cover week to week. A thing no one's ever... Netflix doesn't even have a genre for that. President movies that didn't have... Don't have that. <laughs> Yeah, if you looked it up on Google, it just says, did you mean something else? Because we don't have any results for that. Can't mean this. Are you okay? <laughs> Should I call help? Are you having a stroke? Right. So the other part of the show, not only do they have to come up with some kind of wild pitch about three random topics and work those topics in, but they also celebrate whatever the day is that is observance day. Because I wasn't getting that. I'm happy you said it's an also because yes. they said it's a shark tank. And then they talked about this stupid fucking holiday that you would just Google and not care about. And he mentioned it. You could do a drinking game to when he said cream filled chocolates. It was like 5,000 times in five minutes. And then I'm waiting for the pitch to be about chocolates. And it's not at all. As nothing. Like, well, gave me. A couple of the guys well, worked the chocolates in a little bit. One guy, one fucking guy at the end, he kind of worked it in, but you couldn't 
and we'll talk about that later, why you couldn't hear what he was saying. I'm impressed with your comprehension of this show, Pat. I was zoning in and out. You you have this down. You're like, no, the, the second pitch definitely had the chocolates, but the first and third did not. That's impressive. Well, it took me it took me four <laughs> days to listen to a 15-minute <laughs> podcast. I had to keep taking breaks like I was a marathon runner and you're throwing water at me. And to keep stopping. But I knew because I have been a victim of your wonderful podcast that I had to come in and or I could not defend what I did before. So I had to come in and be the same asshole you guys were to me. So, so I'm in. So far, so good. This is them talking about these cream-filled chocolates. That is the, the day that they're celebrating. And I fucking hate improv. Listen to this asshat explain detail by detail <laughs> him trying a chocolate. I think this isn't real. This isn't actually there. He's taking a chocolate and tasting it. And now if you were to choose a favorite cream-filled chocolate, what would be your choice? Well, it just so happens that I have some chocolates right here up my sleeve. Nice. And I don't know what flavor they are, so I'm going to have to taste uh, taste test them. Let's see. I'm opening up the box, and there's a bunch of chocolates in the box, and I pick one chocolate right in the center, and I put it in my mouth, and I start chewing it. It's caramel, my favorite. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong? Is he a child? We all know what, how you how you taste a chocolate out of a box of chocolates. You do not need to explain that to me. My theater of the mind can figure it out. And I hate the fact that I know what comes next. And he says, you know, caramel, my favorite. And they go, is it really? He's like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he, he couldn't even stay in fucking character for the fake thing he liked. We had to go through the cow tail. The guy before that said he loved cow tails because they were chocolate. And they said, are they really chocolate? And he goes, no. This whole thing was just bullshit. They didn't. I say I contradicted myself when you did my podcast, but I'm way more on tune than they are. They go in and out of everything they've ever said. It, lying to us they're lying where they are they're lying what the, who they are it's it's awful yes this show is bullshit sums it up almost perfectly i don't know that we need to go on but we're going to oh. anyway everything they say is just nonsense and they think they're witty and funny and i i don't know why this is a whole genre of podcasting that's out there we've heard it from shows like the doughboys which is a big show they do the same kind of thing those tards up in canada that started an instagram page for us and spoofed us there's so many shows where kids just deadpan say ridiculous things and think that it's funny and it's not, it's not witty. It's not interesting. It doesn't make any sense. Do you have a, a clip that you want to play that maybe sums up the show or gives a good example of this? Okay. Well, the witty, you know, Steve, I, I made fun of the uh, laugh track a lot, uh, which we have to get into. Yeah. So we I think, have to get into that. But you know what? Let's go right to uh, my number three that I gave you. Yeah. All right. Here we go. David Bowie had that, tea. I multiple times a day sure. that might have been interspliced with you know cocaine and heroin binges during certain, during certain parts of his life mm -hmm. but i still think even during those dark berlin years he took time for first and second breakfast and a nice thing of english tea i, I would think so well, everyone to know there is no one there. There's no one there at all. This is the worst Laverne and Shirley soundtrack ever, but he doesn't even know how to use a, a laugh track. No. An you listen to that clip. There was an applause break for heroin. That's right. He said heroin. It's not and they applauded it, but there was no need for it. Every laugh he puts, he's so unfunny. 
doesn't even put laughs at punchlines. Every clip I basically had you pick is putting laughs in the wrong spots. He doesn't even understand what is funny. He he is that person who listens and watches Cheers and only laughs when the laugh track laughs at Cliff. Like, he doesn't know to do it on his own. He needs the applause sign to tell him. It's insane. It ruined already boring enough but the laughs distract you where you're like getting mad am I, what do i listen to the laughs or the fucking boring bullshit where they can't improv it's a battle of what you hate less yeah i have another example of this it's bizarre that they would put in this laugh track and just have it going on constantly with nothing to do with what's actually being said here's an example of a laugh coming in before the guy drops his punchline Sure. sure. There's no way this is done with a reasonable budget. Think that uh, G- Peter Jackson is making this with the kind of budget that he had when he was making the Dead and Alive movies. Okay. And this is take place in the 90s? Sure. Sure. I actually couldn't hear the punchline because the laughter had already started and buried it. So that was Brett doing his little pitch. Next Real up quick, is- I have one just like that. Oh, if you go yeah, to number yeah, yeah. four, I gave you. Yeah, let's do it. Dominic. Four. Uh, it comes to you. When you got the elements, what led you to your pitch, and what do you got for us? So you see, this was a boon opportunity because this is little known, but I am actually. He didn't even hear what he said it was. Not far. He goes, "This is on," and they go, "Yeah." They mixed him out of the episode. Dominic talks a little bit quieter than Brett did, and you can't hear what he's saying at all. Here's an example of the shitty mix where you don't even know what he's saying is the opening party that opens the bookstore because I've been struggling with that. You know, how, do you, how do you get people to a bookstore in 2018? That's a huge question. It's print media. And who really reads anything? Thinking that's the punchline. Imagine going to a bookstore. Oh my God, stop. Fucking stop. It's funny. A bookstore. Like, the laugh track makes it worse because it really amplifies how unfunny these guys are. They do themselves no favors with that. Obviously, he's trying to bring energy to the pot. I, I, I guess I get what he's doing. You're, you're nerds talking about nerd movies and David Bowie. Find some epic Lord of the Rings-like shit that's for free. Play that in the background. Hold it up so that sounds like the pitch. You're All these dorks, no one's that yet but these are pitching this movie they would make that nobody would ever watch that isn't funny or real or anything it's insane it's funnier to find out those guys podcast is all about movies that aren't real and they can't even come up with a fake one on their own <laughs> yeah that's their thing that's their thing that they do i gotta back up a little bit let's talk about this this is him introducing the elements that need to be a part of every pitch Kate collects 303 on twitter gave us david bowie in middle earth and mr rando gave us a book story so we have been tasked with making some pitches and celebrating national cream filled chocolates day so okay so basically what they're saying is you have to give a pitch that involves david bowie a bookstore and middle earth and these guys are terrible at improv why are they making it more difficult on themselves not even okay just so everyone knows the first eight minutes of this podcast no laugh track right thing to do with the two other people it's him doing like this weird history channel version of chocolate creams and it's for seven minutes and then they do a commercial of a podcast that sounds awful but sounded better than the one i was listening to and i was almost like oh i want to hear that lady talk about idioms maybe that's a better show maybe i should go check out that one <laughs> so and then it comes 
Yeah. And it comes back. And when it comes back, he just pretends they're in a Cadbury factory and they somehow made all the workers be there and laugh. So everyone that's listening to the laughs right now, you're supposed to think that's factory workers. I'm not trying to be a dick, but they all sound white. That doesn't sound like Mexican <laughs> workers or Japanese workers. So why would they be there? That's not who's working in the Cadbury factory. <laughs> that's, okay? a very, that's a very white audience. I agree. Super white 1950s Leave it the Beaver audience <laughs> laughing at this bullshit. It's not. It's it's a Cadbury factory. Those are illegal people in there. Yeah, it would sound more like Evening at the Apollo if it was actually workers from the factory. Here is them discussing this and setting this up. And the employees for the Cadbury cream-filled chocolate factory, they're on their lunch break, so I invite them to come on in and sit in during our pitches. You guys ready for some fun? And I was like, fine, you want to introduce this element to it, and then it just shits up for the next 35 minutes of the show where I just have to listen to this ridiculous noise that's mixed way too hot. I don't understand why this guy thought he should mix it louder than the people who are talking unless he's embarrassed yeah. about what the people were saying when they were talking, which is very exactly. possible. You got it, Carl. You got <laughs> I think understood. I, think I just realized. <laughs> own show but here's the thing during this whole like 20 minutes of or 25 minutes of laugh track part that he plays a lot because believe me we switch it off to something else when he talks yeah. which is even funnier but when they get to the laugh track, there are times where the crowd is cheering yeah. i didn't he choose that for when he introduced why would they applaud themselves they would have <laughs> cheered they would have cheered yay we have lunch we get a lunch break of nerds and like you said if it's the apology like oh shit it's frodo motherfucker or have something yelled out there so they can get involved in this more just applauding if i was working in a factory and i got a lunch break and they made me watch this dork and his friends talk about dumb movie i would quit my fucking job and move back <laughs> to my third world country in a second <laughs> by the way i this is a weird time to bring this up but we're actually broadcasting from an elementary school today and i just want to thank everybody for being here oh thanks kids all right now quiet down so you mentioned before this that they promote another podcast you're like fuck i'd rather listen to that this is him going to the break so before we get on to the good stuff. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be inside the Wild Pitch's mobile pitch pit. And we're going to see what types of things that we've all come up with. Back in just a minute. So this is what you were talking about where they're pretending to be somewhere. They're in the Wild Pitch's mobile pitch pit, which is so convoluted. Like, whatever. I, whatever you want to pretend is happening. Just pretend it's happening. I, I don't have to totally explain it. It's fine. And then this is the, the podcast that's promoted after that. This is Brisky from the Turn of Phrases podcast. Turn of Phrases is a show all about exploring the origins and history of idioms, metaphors, superstitions, old wives' tales, and more. New episodes come out every Monday. So, come along with me as we turn some phrases. Well, that's retarded. That sounds like the stupidest show. I went on the website, Turn of Phrases, on the About page. My name is Brisky. I'm a Southerner who loves telling stories. I use words to entertain, incite laughter, and make people think. I doubt it. Oh, I doubt, I doubt the it. Fucking listening to this though, I was kind of like, let's check out Brisky. I was actually thinking Brisky <laughs> might be a little more fun. At least the idioms might make, make sense. It might, it might clear my mind of what the fuck I just listened to. People in a says at one point they're from parts unknown and they can't tell you. Then the rest of the time tell you they're in Illinois. I, it, he makes no sense the entire time in a mobile pit, but they're always in the same spot. I, they're trying, they're trying so hard to be funny, and it comes off as very depressing and desperate. 
Uh, later on in the show, they have to take another break. I love these podcasts. We got to take a break right now. It's like you don't have sponsors or advertisers. Just promote the other person's show. Who gives a shit? So, I, I think what's happening is he's like, I'm thinking about killing myself, so I'm going to take a break and call a hotline. And I'll be back in five minutes. So he calls up. They go, don't kill yourself. We're listening to your podcast. Like, okay. And he goes back to chocolates. So I thought that that turn of phrases show sounded ridiculous, but then they one-upped it with this next show that they promote. <laughs> this is unbelievable. We're the Vocal Fries. I'm Carrie. And I'm Megan. And we have a podcast about linguistic discrimination. We talk about language, not being a jerk, not judging people for the way that they speak, and we try to have a good time. <laughs> linguistic discrimination! A show called The Vocal Fries? How is this out of my radar? This is oh, unbelievable. You say you try to have a good time. That's the worst time. Like, we don't yes. even know how to have a good time. We're trying. But we don't know how. We get mad at people because they unconsciously discriminate people based on the way they talk. Like, oh, that sounds like a really good time. Can't wait to listen to that. Week the N-word. Like, all right, I'm in. I'll listen. It's like... <laughs> so getting back to the show, this is Brett's pitch. Now, these guys had time to come up with an idea with these three elements that they had to work in and try to figure out what they were going to say. Brett's pitch let me just play this this sums up and by the way this goes on for 20 minutes but this sums up his pitch now instead of having frodo as the main character of this new lord of the rings movie it's david bowie dropped into middle earth via some sort of magic from present day so he just happens to be there so like half the movie is just quips about him not fully understanding where he is or what is going on so this is patrick michael level of creativity the guy says Give me a pitch for something that involves David Bowie, a bookstore in Middle Earth. And he says, okay, David Bowie talks to Peter Jackson in a bookstore and then gets himself casted in Lord of the Rings. Like, that's the most obvious thing you could possibly say. Like, how how is that creative at all? It's so stupid. thing they did, it, it was not creative. It was just, that guy's pitch, if it was three minutes long not have been bad because he he tried to he got silly he added billy d williams he added warwick davis and which is a fun midget reference he's like fourth best midget actor that's a good move he's leprechaun so he had his research down for midget but like he would get it <laughs> would get in there and do that. i mean he would he would get it going on but like he did it in three minutes it would have been funny but he dragged it on and repeated it and repeated it and then they would try to add in but instead of instead of like yes anding him like improv should they just repeated what he said and then went no yes and then he had to like keep going oh. and it was just too long pat i have an example of this because right he got everything out that he wanted to get out and they just wanted to keep talking about it so they try to make him riff and this guy cannot riff i'm assuming warwick plays some goblins uh maybe there's there's an ewok in there that's kind of in there like et in episode two of attack of the clones why not uh yeah there's 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 some cameos in there i think uh sure he says sure a lot and i think it's like this is your idea asshole it's whatever you want it to be he's like i don't know sure there's a cameo i don't know i'm, I'm not sure about that Here's the part, like, okay, you and I keep saying it's improv, but they're pitching it as Shark Tank. Now, on right. Shark Tank, people come there with a fucking game plan. They've rehearsed it. They're trying to sell their lives to make money to pitch it to these geniuses. Now, A, they're not pitching to geniuses. They're pitching to each other. B, they shouldn't be improv -ing. 
Why didn't they write this down? Why didn't they make up a movie and have it written so it made sense? Yeah, just going, I think, I don't know, I'm sure, means he really is just making it up. Like, it's just the whole thing, it's cards against humanity, but you know the fucking cards already, asshole, and they're not fun cards. Just fucking work on it. I, I hope, one of the things I struggled with with this, with this show is how are we going to explain this to people? Because it's unfathomable how stupid of a premise this is and how poorly executed it is. I hope that we're doing a good job of demonstrating that right now on WATP because it's hard to explain what the fuck they're going for on this show. I almost thought, like, I was like, Carl's going to make us play the entire thing for people first because there's no way to explain it. We're going to have to listen to it yeah. again. <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen. Or have to go through each line because it really is. It makes no sense. And it, it, when you think, oh, they're going to go this direction, they don't. They just stay in this boring lane. Just go. Actually, real quick, my number two clip is the one time that the per- somebody told a joke and he didn't put the laugh track in. <laughs> that's even worse. Sorry, let's hear it. So when the reviews come out, is it going to be basically called The Man Who Fell to Earth meets Lord of the Rings in a romantic rom-com? I think people are going to go see it based on the ensemble cast. Uh, by that, I mean the four people who play all the roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, any part, the guy, it wasn't a good joke. Right. He said it's going to be this meets rom-com. That's where you can go, ha-ha. <laughs> Ignores it completely. He stone faced the fuck out of the guy. The other guy comes in and says the word ensemble, and he goes, "I that's a funny word," and he hits the laugh button. It's like it's not funny. It's ensemble. It's just a fucking word. Why is there laughing for it? The other guy tried his best, funny, but he tried to make a joke where he goes, "Rom com." Give him the chuckle. That's the one fucking chuckle you could have got for real. Well, there's also this brilliant joke that comes up later in the show. So you're building a structure just for this. Now, Dixon, Illinois, actually is known for, uh, there is a building, I believe it was the school that was built. And if you look at the school from Google Earth, it is in the shape of a flaccid penis. Is your bookstore in the shape of genitalia? Um, I'm not going to say that exactly. That took a long time to get to that. Now, I want to break down this joke. <laughs> this is this is actually the host, Derek Glasscock, who I'm sure does all the post-production. You saw all the big laughs came from his stuff right there. He goes, all right, so you're going to have a building in Dixon, Illinois. Did you know that there's another building in Dixon, Illinois that some people say if you look at it zoomed out from Google Earth is shaped like genitalia? My question to you now, based on this knowledge I've just given you, is this building that you are going to build going to be shaped like a penis? Answer the question. What the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? The second he said the name, Dixie, you can just go, and it looks like a flaccid penis from Earth. Okay, boom, we got it. Right. You did a dick joke. <laughs> and then he gave, he was so excited that he kind of sort of formed a joke that he did. Then the laugh had a, a building clap. Not just, he, there's some applause in there. He waited for the building golf clap where they're kind of like, ha, 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 excited for his <laughs> the, dick joke. The building golf clap. But he yeah. got out of it. It was crazy. <laughs> That's perfect. So Derek goes on to do his pitch, and, oh, and then he so has. What was he? I'm not gonna say what it is yet, Carl. But what was he thinking? This is what we're talking about is bad choice he makes for himself. He 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 must be sadomasochistic to the point. Like, why would you do this to yourself when you're already the most boring person in the world? I don't get what he is. What he does here. And again, when you hear what, what we're about to reveal, listen to how loud it is in the mix. 
to listen to this for 15 minutes straight is so obnoxious. It doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, and it would cut out. It's 15 I minutes know. of what you're about to hear. It's I know. Minutes. And you don't have to amplify the fact that you are not an interesting person. But anyway, here's, oh. here's the first clip. As he was cleaning up the store and boxing up book after book, there was a hurried knock at the front door, and Pip got up to see what was the commotion. There was a courier at the front with a package, and he said it was for Pip, and no signature was needed. He just had to hand him the package. As Pip, as Pip took ownership, a shiver went down his spine. He was so distracted, he didn't even notice that the courier ran off, because there was no return address on the package, and it was wrapped in a plain brown paper. The last time he had a plain brown package delivered, his college friends had played a prank on him, and he'd receive a rather large parcel of oversized sex toys that happened to arrive on Parents Weekend. But that's another story altogether. I'm sorry that that was such a long clip, but this guy... I sent you one that's even a little longer. I feel bad. I didn't want to do it to these people. Yeah, the one that you said was two minutes long of this nonsense. This guy's... The only reason why I sent it, and we don't even have to play if you want to, if we want to make the people feel okay. In the first two, at least the other two would interact. In this one... Don't interact. They all, but they do cough, make noises. Yeah. They can't handle it. Like, they're the fun. All of a sudden, they're the cool kids. Like, they were not, but, they, but compared to him, they're the cool kids. are just, I can't believe this fucker's still talking. Plays, listen, here's the joke. Fuck the whole way, Glasscock. And when you're done, and play the crickets, it'd be funny if nobody laughed or reacted at the end. A two-second cricket, it'd be funny. Play a cricket soundtrack for 15 fucking... They don't make that. He had to build that on a loop. Yeah, I know, 15 I know. fucking minutes of a sound. They only make it like 30 seconds because who would play it that? Unless you're a cricket trying to fuck another cricket, why would you need that there? It's like his voice His voice is a small dick and the cricket's like his mom also in the room. You're not getting laid twice, dude. You're ruining it, okay? Stop with this shit. You're destroying what could be a, not a good show, but way better than the overthinking the soundboard he has. So I was so frustrated with the laugh track and the constant applause and laughter. And then it switches to the crickets, which just goes, like you said, consistently all the way through. Derek is obviously reading his pitch because he's stumbling over words. He doesn't know what's going on. And then after he goes through 10 minutes of this, he falls on his face completely. So my pitch today is for the dark comedy supernatural crime thriller show that features a man who solves crimes and mysteries with the help of dead authors. And it's called... The Dead Author Bookstore. Boy, I, I, I didn't write the title here. It's called something, and I'll fill that in, I guess. Uh, wow. If this is Shark Tank, that he just showed up, and they said, what's the name of your prize? He's like, oh, ah, uh, 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 in it. a bag. <laughs> Holy shit. What he a could have just... He was an improv person. He could have just said Dead Poet Society, and it would have been funny that like he stole a name for his thing. Right. Dead Poet Society 2. Robin Williams is yeah. Something. But now instead he's like, Dead, um, I don't it's your show, Dick. It's not like you it's like one of the other two who just like he like showed up and they were like, We don't want to do this, Derek. We don't like you. Why do you still have our number? It's like, come on, man, please just help me out, please. And then he'd do it. It's his fucking show. He knows the show. How does he not have the name of his bitch for the wild? It's not even what what's wild about this? <laughs> it's wild that they think this is good. The girls going wild pit. It's not wild. There's nothing wild. It's it's mild pitch at mo it's it's a very bland pitch. Pat, I love that you're trying to punch up his jokes for him. Like, you're offering actual <laughs> advice. Dude, this is what you can do to make this funnier. He's so far gone. 
We're not, well, not going to be want, able to punch this I want you up, and buddy. I to get invited on this show, Carl. I want to be in the wild pitch room, and I want you and I to fucking do that. Holy shit, that'd be amazing. Me I mean, the fact that, you, that they can just sit there and not laugh once for 50 minutes, I think I could pull that off. I think if <laughs> I were on this show, I think I'd be able to pull that one off. I'll keep doing crowd work to the audience that isn't there. So another thing that you know that they're nerds is because you just heard Derek fell on his face so hard. He didn't even write down the title of the show that he's pitching to Netflix. But the other guys feel bad for him and have to encourage him. Now, Pat, you or I would have jumped all over that. Like, you fucking retard. You didn't write down the title of the show you're pitching? What are you, a moron? These guys instead are very kind. To be blunt, I feel like this is the direction Netflix would go in. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. They're going. They're, they're experimenting now. They're in their experimental phase, and I think that this would be perfect for that. What kind of commentary is that? Hey, you did a good job, buddy. Hey, buddy. Yeah, that's a pretty funny thing. Good job. Ugh. Must bar. They must borrow his equipment. I, I was. I was thinking yeah. about <laughs> right. Must be something where they need De- Derek. Must be like he's like that bringer show guy for co- comedy, where he's like he gets you to come in. He's like, if you pay me all this money, I'll put you on a show. I think he's got some weird, very boring comedy network that he puts them on and makes them pay to play because they don't understand they can buy their own equipment. There's got to be something <laughs> why they're there. There's got to be a reason. It's not pictures of their mom because I'm pretty sure those guys have pictures of their mom too. There's something there where he's got it over them, where they're like, we need to kiss his ass. Like we have to kiss the glass cock like we make sure that we take care of him yes rub the glass cock because his feelings get hurt very easily this is a terrible thing to add into a pitch when you're pitching a tv show but it's it's really uh, episodic in nature because it'll be like a crime of the week sort of thing or a mystery of the week and he has to eat a candy it, almost like a remember um my name is earl where he had a list and he had to go off the list and solve these people's problems to feel like a better person or whatever. If you're pitching a TV show, never say, it's kind of like my name is Earl. Like that should never be part of your pitch when pitching a television show. And I love, I'm going to zoom in on this. The clip I just played at the very end, he loses confidence. He's getting nothing from the co-hosts and he loses confidence. I'm just going to play that end of that clip real quick. And he had to go off the list and solve these people's problems to feel like a better person or whatever. Or, or whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I always Rob. love zooming in on things like that because the guy's like, yeah, this is what it is. It's a show where it's episodic. And what happens is every episode you do this and, and then it's like, uh, it's, uh, or I don't know, or whatever. Oops. He's very, he's very <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite's brother. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. like, oh, whatever. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> he just like gives up halfway through his speaking. It, it's, I don't get yeah, that show. He's trying to cram things in with the can. It's, he's trying so hard to, but not trying at all. If you can do at the same time, it's just, I don't, I, I don't know. I was frustrated the entire, and just so we keep saying this in case people are listening to different parts of this podcast, Earl is not playing the crickets. Okay. Right. He's part of their show. Cause I, cause knowing your show, like, Oh, go to Carl playing cricket. No, no, no. That guy did that to himself on purpose. <laughs> I'm not adding <laughs> these terrible effects for once. For if, he once played, not if he played epic, Avengers like music in the background. You could almost buy into the pitch. Something that would build it up. So anything better than crickets? It's it's like it's the it's the sound of throwing tomatoes. Why would you do this to yourself? It means you suck. Why are you doing it for fifty minutes out of your fifty minute show? <laughs> but like like you said, if it's self defacing and you want to make fun of yourself, you throw it in one time. At the very end. Everyone gets a little chuckle and we move on. 
Come on, if he just said, or whatever, and then it was silent, and then crickets for 30 <laughs> seconds, you'd laugh. You'd laugh your ass off. Because, like, holy shit, he, cricket, he knows he fucked up. There's some crickets. That's funny. Instead, he just crickets the entire time. Why can't he have the laugh track? So, after you hear all of this, Derek decides that he's going to plug the other things that he's doing. Because imagine spending 47 minutes listening to these asshats not be funny and waste your time. And then you're wondering, where else can I go to listen to them? Now, let's see. If you want more of me, and honestly, why wouldn't you? You can find me on Twitter at Derek, the number nine, and then the word nine. I'm also on another podcast my with my friend and friend of the show, Keith, and it's called the Pop-Up Filmcast. And what we try to do is we try to create many pop-up film festivals, and they're based around a theme. And those new episodes are every Tuesday. So I had to go check out this pop-up filmcast because, like he said, why wouldn't I want to get more of Derek in my life? I went ahead and listened to the most recent episode, which is just a couple of weeks ago they put it out. And this is how the show starts off between the host and Derek, who's more of the sidekick. Anyhow, uh, as always joining me, he is the co-host with the most. Uh, he's the hardest working man in podcasting. He's also the host sure. of the Wild Pitch uh, 1985. Derek Laskock, welcome back to the show, sir. Ding dong, Keith. Ding dong? <laughs> yep, ding dong. Oh, okay. I don't know why it sounded very weird there for a second. I wasn't sure exactly what you said. <laughs> ding dong. All right, ding dong. Uh, all right, you're at the door. Come on in. Come on in, sir. This guy is autistic, right? <laughs> oh my lord! Oh my god! That couldn't we listen to that podcast? Oh my god! <laughs> I would love that. But are you kidding me? That's the greatest. I I had that other shit. He's ding donging, and the other guy's <laughs> fucking with him. Goes, I love the, the other guy. What the other guy's fucking with him? Yeah. What did you say? I said ding dong. I thought that's what you said, but why would you say that? What you I can hear it in his voice, you. like the host with the most, and he knew he had the least. He knew he didn't have the most. He's like, I'm going to say this because it's ironic and it's fucked up. You're not the most at all. I'm a, I'm a vampire. He's like, fuck you, you are. Get in here, you little bitch. It's like, that's it. I like that dynamic way better. Uh, I just want to point out, because it sounds like we're making fun of a retarded 15-year-old. This guy is married and has children. I went to his Twitter account. I think the first thing he lists is, is husband and father before podcaster. Thank God. But uh, that, this, to also this be clear, I'm defending all retarded married 15-year-olds. <laughs> funnier than he is, okay? They might have kids and all that, because I don't think there's an age limit on getting retarded married. You can do whatever you want, and they can have all the kids they like. Retarded married 15-year-olds would still have a better podcast. I would listen to that one. Ding dong! Any day. <laughs> All right, so at near the end of the show, they want to tease the next episode because you just heard how amazing these guys are with a premise and some rules around it. So what's going to happen next week? All right, so we, we have weightlifting, a supermarket, and sticky notes. That is what we'll be doing. And now I got one more thing for you guys. Fucking thing sucks! I was like, oh, no, this is going to be terrible. And then he goes ahead and teases it again. Make sure to come back in two weeks to see what kind of crazy we would come up with for weightlifting a supermarket and sticky notes. This episode could be hard to listen to. I, I don't know why he thinks anyone would want to tune in for that. They didn't do a great job with the whole David Bowie bookstore in Middle Earth. I don't think they're going to make post-it notes funny. 
And, and the fact that he thinks that those three things, the three cards against humanity draws that he makes, are the thing you come back for. I would, if I don't know what it is, I might listen. If three crazy scenarios come in next week and find out what it is. If you're really going to do the show live, what, Carl, if you and I were in a room and you had a hat and you and I had to draw things out of it and make something funny out of it, we, we, we would laugh at the fact, oh shit, I got this card. The fact that they know two weeks in advance, it's the three most unfunny things ever. Weightlifting, sticky notes, whatever the fuck other thing he said was. Grocery dog, shopping or something. Whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> right. It, and the it, reason why, Pat, is because they can't do that. They have to write their stories down. They literally get the information weeks ahead of time and then spend weeks putting together these nonsensical stories that are uninteresting, unfunny, uncreative. And that's what they bring as the content of the show. Wanted to believe you with that and think they really do write it down. I was thinking that until the part where Escock fucking does the part where he just goes, I don't know, whatever. Like, <laughs> he didn't write it either. He forgot to finish his own book. <laughs> this it's his is... pitch. It's the pitch of his life. It's his shark tank pitch. They sell a show to Netflix in a crime episodic drama, and he can't even finish it. <laughs> yeah, this guy is a failure. And the sad thing is, is he thinks he's a creative. This is his sign-off to the show, and this pisses me off. Let me remind you that creativity is the power to connect the seemingly unconnected. No, it's not! Connecting things that are unconnected is not creative in any way. Just because you're riffing about nonsensical bullshit doesn't make you creative. You're actually quite the opposite of creative. Guess you don't get it, Carl, because you're not creative like him. Like, yeah. You don't understand. He colors outside the lines. <laughs> Watch out, guys. There's nothing created about this show. Every aspect is stolen. It's Cards Against Humanity. It's fucking Shark Tank, and it's named after a baseball show. There's nothing creative about it. And you, the only thing creative is that you pretended that white people work at a factory. That was the only <laughs> thing creative at all in the entire thing. All right, so I went ahead and listened to an earlier episode because I'm like, do they have this laugh track nonsense earlier? Going on? Yeah, I, I went. I went and listened to the, from their first year. This is the first. I, I went later. Year. I could never go earlier. <laughs> so I wanted to go go back in time and say, did they always have this laugh track and all this nonsense going on? They don't. I think it was just the episode that we listened to. They they introduced that for some reason. But I did pull this one clip because this is Derek again with two other co-hosts and epically failing at introducing it. Now this is right out of the gate of the show. I actually have notes written down so that I don't call you the wrong name or something, Pat. Like, you want to know what you're going to say when you introduce people. This I is have three pages of notes on this shit podcast that you made me listen <laughs> right. to to make sure that we do a good job on it so we can call clips. You and I went back and forth. I sent you, hey, I want to do these clips. You pulled it. You told me I remember to number it. We did more work listening than they did making. Correct. And this is proof of that. Listen to him trip right out of the gate on his own show. Like I said, I invite three so I don't invite three anything. Uh, like I said, I invite some friends to come onto the show. <laughs> so let's get straight to those friends. To my virtual <laughs> right, I forgot to ask for an introduction for them. So I will make one up on the fly. He is a guy. He's a podcaster. And his thing can beat your thing. He is Phil. Yeah. Phil? <laughs> Phil. How are you doing today? Are you dumb? Again, and Crozier always points this out when he's on the show. It's your show. You fucked up. Stop the tape. Write down an introduction. Ask them how you want them to be introduced. And then start it up again. You're not in front of a live audience. You don't have to put that on the internet for us to make fun of. Have you ever heard of Joe Rogan? He makes up a separate intro at the beginning. Most right. other people do it. If right. you forgot to do an intro, you could make one up, put it... 
here's an intro. Here we do it on the fly. He's a guy. The guy is the first thing he thought of on the fly. He's a guy named Phil. Not on the fly. Those are just two things. He's a guy. He's Phil. Even intro him. Here's three people. I didn't even invite them. They fucking broke in. Like, what are you talking about? You had to invite them. Just be there. I think why I think why he fucked that up. He goes, I always invite three people, and he goes, Wait, no, I don't do that. It's because he's the third person. There are three people, but he's the he didn't invite himself. That's how stupid this guy is. So much of a loser is like, I didn't even invite me. I'm not even supposed to be here. I don't even invite me to my own birthday. Fuck me. I suck. <laughs> All right. Does anything else you have on the board here, Pat, that we need to listen to? I don't think anything else that we, I think we've covered basically, basically it's all the same things. It's just you know, the weird applause breaks, the last one, there shouldn't be last. I, and I said, like you went backwards. I did go forwards. I didn't pull a clip for it, but listening to the release, the one from this last month or last month in May sounds better. I'm not saying the show's better. He got his sound better more. There's no laugh track. He's fine. But like I said, it's, now it's supposed to be like 19, 19- I don't really get the concept of kind of being still the pitch. It's impossible to find it. I had to like, like I said, I had to search a bunch of different names. So I found a non-baseball one. At least he did drop the laugh track, which I'm very happy with. All right. So, so he's learning, even though you were trying to help him out with that, he's already picked up on some of these things on his own. That's, that's impressive. Uh, thank God. Thank you. I mean, he's still doing it two years later. I mean, Dude, guys got resolved. I, I hate that everybody thinks they can do a comedy podcast. These guys wouldn't be funny if they're getting raped by a clown with a balloon animal. There's nothing funny about these guys or anything they have to say. I don't even think the clown would do it. I think the clown would get too sad about what his life was and be like, you know what? I'm not raving on this blue animal. It's not fair to the blue animal or me. I'm not, they don't, they're not worthy of the clown balloon rape. Uh, Chris, the producer who's over here, sent me a, uh, a clip from the show because he listened to it as well. And he, the guy gets a little bit hip hop at the end. So hit that subscribe button, yo. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I almost sent you that. Thank you, Chris, because that was my favorite. Yo? He's like, all right, yo. That's like, you know, that's like when white, like the white people right now, they're yelling Black Lives Matter. That's what they sound like. They're like, yeah, put the black screen up, yo. Like, that's what they're doing. It's just like, hey, just be yourself and support people. You don't have to pretend you're black there, Derek Glasscock. You're okay. MC Glasscock. Don't do me a yo. No! Oh, yo. man. That uh, thank you for listening to that show, Pat. I apologize again for making you do that. That one was uh, that one was rough. Thanks for nothing, Matt Lewinsky, for suggesting. Oh, that th- thank you, Matt Lewinsky. Thank yeah. you, Carl. I learned. Here's the thing: when you guys broke me down and destroyed everything, I don't know if you've listened <laughs> to my podcast. I don't know if you've listened to my podcast since, but I took notes. Yes, I literally did because you guys took time. I worked on things. I've changed it. It made sense. It was a good uh, uh, dose of reality that I got right there. Pat and I was very Oates. happy to do that. Pat Oates is a WATP success story, everybody. Yeah. I listened. It went well. It's like it's fun. I talked to Kumi about it, and he was he was even like, "Wow, I give you credit, but I would be pissed." I'm like, "No." Well, that's why I had to have you on the show because you're one of the the good guys who actually get it and are in on the joke. And you've uh, promoted that we busted your balls on uh, Kumi and a couple other shows. So, totally appreciate and- that got a lot more followers because people i got messages hey it's not as bad as they were saying i like what you're doing keep it up i mean those are probably like sad Derek glasscocks but whatever i got one people man. because of that show yeah. and i'll take I'll, I'll take the pity fuck any day thank you well we have to get to another segment on watp and this segment is known as the cringe of the week cringe of the week we got a bunch of submissions this week so we're actually going to play 
two cringes of the week. This is a show called Hey, How's It Going Podcast. Um, did you have a hard time in high school? No, I didn't have a hard time. It's not like I was bullied or something. I just didn't talk, like talking to people. I'd go to school and uh, just go home as soon as possible. Interesting. I, yeah, I did hate school, but it's not it's just school itself. Having schoolwork and academics and stuff, I didn't like. Sorry, somebody sent me a message about the show, and I was like reading it when I shouldn't have been. I apologize. Um, they say they love it. No, they, well, here's what he said. He said, "Yeah, I don't." He said, "Yeah, man, I'm totally down to for for one, assuming I'm, you know, an episode. Let's set up a date and time." And then he also said, "I like how real you are on there, so I'm game." Which I don't know who this person is. There's so much wrong with that clip. The guy asked the other guy a question. I assume it's some type of uh, interview style show and immediately tunes out and starts staring at his phone as the guy's answering the question. Like the guy sounded like he was about to kill himself. Like he's like, yeah, school was terrible. It wasn't the academic. He was going to tell us that the lacrosse team butt raped him with a stick or something. We're about to get that. And then he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not paying attention to you. Bring out your hopes and dreams. Shattered life. Is it? I got this message. I can't even better than you. Pat, unfortunately, you're cutting out a little bit there, buddy. Your ranting is breaking the internet. Oh, sorry. What? No, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's your uh, fault or my fault. But... All right. So that one came over from Jalen Skivner. I have another cringe of the week, and this is a show called The Freak Show with Fly and Brian. This was submitted by Jackie Marlowe. Stuttering John was out as a guest on this show. And this is like a radio show, I assume, because he cuts out. His internet sucks, as it usually does. He cuts out. And instead of these guys saying, wait, what did you say? Or what was that? They erupt in laughter, pretending that they heard what he said. Well, we all know that you didn't hear what he said. But but no, it's so crazy. I mean, like, did you hear that Madonna got COVID, you know, you know COVID-19? But uh, don't worry, because the virus is going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's right. Have you seen Madonna lately? Oh boy, Fly, <laughs> Fly and Brian, insane, dude. Yeah, what are you doing, Fly and Brian? <laughs> love it. <laughs> oh, my, but you know what? That was a fucking quality save. Uh, you seen Madonna recently? Like, I don't, I don't know. Christ. Oh man. All right. So this something really interesting happened this past week. I got a note from. Brandon F. from uh, Shitty Song of the Week podcast. And Brandon's been on our show before. And he sent me this note. He's like, there's this guy who has a podcast. And we have to talk about him because he's scamming podcasters. We have an interesting story about it. So I said, all right, sure. Why don't you come on this week? Let me know what episodes we're going to be talking about and reviewing. And he sent me over the list of episodes. And one of them was called Pat Oates is Gay. I was like, holy shit, what is going on? I'm going to have Pat Oates on this weekend. It couldn't have been more of a coincidence. So I'm going to pop on uh, Brandon and Red, the co-hosts of uh, Shitty Song of the Week. Uh, All right. You guys there? Yes, Awesome. So thanks, guys. (laughs) You guys got to give me some background on this guy named Scumbag Vinny Beetle. He is the comedian from Connecticut, where I'm from. Uh, He's been doing comedy for 12 years, and he's most people don't deal with because he's 
been known to run, but he owns who he is. This scumbag Vinny, uh, which by the way, he takes from Cumbtown Podcast because he was a guest on there once that he just put an S in front of it. He uses their same logo and everything. Exactly. Basically, just trying to like live through their thing and going at. He actually got mad at me, Carl. You know, I did a show on Compound called POS because my name Pat Oates, also a piece of shit. Yeah. He got mad at me. I think on this. I didn't listen to the episode, but he got mad at me saying I stole his idea because I'm trying to be a piece of shit. Like he's a scumbag. You, my you know, show's actually, about my show's not about me being a piece of shit. It's about other people. You didn't even listen to the show. I actually have that clip, Pat. Yeah, I heard that too. I listened to that episode. All right, what what number are we looking at, Brandon? Well, I got a few things on Pato since we're gonna get started on pulling clips. Um, but number yeah. six is uh, he's got this guy Jim Sharkey on his Jim show. Jim Sharkey's another guy I've known for a long time. Who's a who's a good dude? He just be on a podcast i've heard he kind of defended me a little bit not always but i get it two guys on a podcast one guy's being an asshole the other one wants to jump in him's a good dude he was just trying to hang with it as far as i know i didn't really i didn't hear it but i've heard about it oh yeah well for the for the most part jim does really he doesn't really shit on you all that much Vinny's the one who's got problems with you pat and i've got a few clips uh that go into that but number six is what really starts that off and he's got he's got a real hot take on what it is that you're up to recently so carl why don't you go ahead Fuck Stavros. I, you can pay me to be on a fucking Stavros game. Nah, hey, what do you think about Pat Oates? Are you, are you a Pat Oates guy? Bro, Pat Oates is losing his fucking mind. Have you seen him doing these kids' books and shit? <laughs> All right, well, for the benefit of your listeners who maybe listen outside of Connecticut, Pat Oates is a guy in Connecticut who arguably is one of the more known comics. He used to work at a comedy club, so you could make the argument he worked that at he kind of had a leg up. He worked at a few. Uh, but he worked yeah, at a few. He discovered TikTok. I'm going to guess he doesn't have the following on TikTok that you do. I'm just going to say that. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not an open debate. <laughs> well, I uh, I don't know, man. I mean, everybody's kind of going crazy at home, but Pat is making kids' books, and uh, I don't know, man. He's going fucking nuts. Brilliant podcasting. Yes. Very well done. Be clear, so everyone wants to know if I'm losing my mind. When this COVID first started, my kids, who are teenagers, were like, hey, be funny if you were on TikTok. So as a joke with them, yeah, I'm a 45-year-old guy, I did dumb characters. We were all – I lost all my stage time. I had nothing going on. So I put on dumb wigs and stupid stuff and pretended I was this Indian guy whose parents lost their casino, and I had to make my money reading children's stories. So I'm a high Indian reading a children's story. It's obviously a joke thing on my YouTube and TikTok. Did I lose my line a little? Yeah, but it was also <laughs> a character I was doing for comedy. You've obviously lost. I think you're admitting that you lost your mind. That's what I just heard. It was. I, I did lose my mind. Before I realized how I could build a Patreon and work on the podcast, I was trying to make every dumb thing of content to get people's attention when they're all sitting home. So, yeah, I put up on a Pocahontas wig, and I pretended I was reading. I was trying to do dumb sketch characters. I'm not a sketch guy. It was, But, yeah, it's just as bad as – here's on the come town right before that clip started both are shitting on a comic who travels the country stavros saying they'd never work with him i'd fucking open for him in a goddamn heartbeat i saw stavros when he came to rochester he's fucking hilarious it was one of, the and, and one of the funniest things on come town that podcast is one of the funniest ones out there i listen weekly it's hysterical the shit on that guy is crazy so i glossed over this but yeah this podcast that we're talking about is called scum town and it does, it's meant to look like Cometown. This guy's claim to fame is that he was on that show once. Can anyone explain to me wh- how this guy got booked on Cometown? For some reason, he is the manager of Bam Margera. And he decided, some 
people were trying to get Bam to go on to come town. So Vinny decided to ride those coattails and hop on there with Bam, claiming that Bam needed him to be on there for emotional support or whatever the fuck it was. And the the episode of Come Town with Bam on is fucking horrible. It's a shit show mess. It's not even funny. And Vinny was deemed the worst guest to ever appear on that show. And was uh, it took a little while. They, they gave him a chance to come back on the show. And it, it wasn't funny again. And he, he made an attempt to – or said that he was going to dox Nick Mullen. And because of that, they decided to ban him from the show altogether. Yeah, I think it's become a running joke now that he is the worst guest – to ever be on that show. I think and Vinny, what Vinny does is whenever anything like that happens to Vinny, he embraces it in a weird Don King way and spins it to make it. So he seems like he's doing well with it. Like I am the most notorious guest as he takes it on and does it. Now, not only him, Artie Lang, um, Bam Majera, uh, there's a bunch of TJ Miller, uh, a bunch of comics. He has taken advantage of and when they're in tougher times and you'd get them to come do shows. And then he would try to run a big door get other young comics, invest money and pay them. So Bam was going to go out and start doing shows. He met Bam's like agency or management and convinced him he can teach Bam how to be comfortable on stage. And it took advantage of Bam so he could get on stage. Steve O, I've seen the text. Steve O has messaged uh, Vinny many times and said, stop killing my friend. Stop putting him out there or I'll make sure you don't work anywhere. People are very mad at him. Many shows have talked about Vinny doing this. So he, that's how he gets on. He takes advantage of these people in dark times to make money off them. This is all news to me. And I, I, you know, speaking of Artie Lang, Pat, I have a clip here from the Come Town episode where, you know, it's it's called Scumbag Vinny is the name of the episode. And it's it's supposed to be his redemption where, you know, he's been Vinny has this weird mentality with Come Town. He is he is obsessed with it. But at the same time, he claims to have never heard of it until this whole Bam Margera thing. And he he talks shit about the show. But at the same time, he can't stop blowing it so fucking hard. It. It is bizarre, but my my clip twenty one is from that Come Town episode, and you know I could be wrong, I could be misinterpreting this clip, but basically what I got out of this is that he was hanging out with Artie Lang, making sure that Artie was getting high, uh, just so that he could take whatever bit of money that he could from him. <laughs> like you don't get any like physical reaction to like, yeah this this guy, this beloved comedian, <laughs> beloved who's I know he is. He is. He's got a huge. Yeah. He is. I mean, people for what love, though? For what? What is he beloved for? for being sir, an addict. For be, no, for being funny. Yeah. <laughs> like for a being, funny for being an incredible storyteller. Being a, yeah. a very funny guy. Yeah. A part of one of the best. He's not beloved for. Yeah, for dying of a heroin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A tragic heroin addiction. No, but he's Matt's very famous for talking about it on Howard Stern. Sure, but there's yeah. nothing in you that's like, all I have to do <laughs> is make sure he stays high and I get to take all of his money. I figured I was about maybe the 20th per i seen bob i booked bob the first time i met artie i was already running my own comedy club and i booked bob levy and artie no i mean it's fine if and the i answer, seen bob doing it and i was like fuck the, it yeah it's fine if the answer is no yeah no i I'm did just, not have any yeah i'm just curious the answer to the question is i had i don't think like that okay i come from a place that you Survival. do what you got to do to make money and my family and paid for it i had family that went to i'm telling you man i i'm not gonna lie to you like 
Yeah, there were times that I was like, yeah, he's getting high, but he's a grown man, dude. You know, he's going to get it from somewhere else. You think he, Bam or him need me to get a six-pack or some fucking Coke? No, he'll do it with the next guy. But already did it with Bob Levy for 20 years. So he'll just do it with the next one. So, yeah, I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to get paid for a few weeks. Fuck it, I need, I need a couple of Mickey Mouse fitteds. Brandon, can we bring the fun back to the show? What is going on here? We're playing entire episodes of Come Town all of a sudden. To that show before before hearing about this dude, and that was the only episode I really jumped onto. And I it's a funny show, but yeah, <laughs> I, I I noticed that connection to Artie Lang. It's like, oh, so this guy, you know, he claims to be portraying this character of a scumbag, but in actuality, he he is an all around fucking scumbag, mooching off of uh drug addicts, trying to keep him high as long as he can to mooch whatever little bit of money he can. It's it's fucking pathetic. Well, also, in the note that you sent me, and maybe, Red, you could uh, explain this a little bit, he reached out to you guys and wanted money to help you promote your show. I was sitting around the house one night, and I get a random message on Facebook from this dude asking, do I have a podcast? And I was like, well, actually, I have fucking, like, three of them. But, you know, who's counting? So he says he could help me out or help the shows out by promoting and doing all this bullshit. So I just, I bit, I was like, okay, so what you got? He starts rambling off about graphic arts and promotion. And then he starts throwing around Bam's name and he does stand up. And then he sends me this fucking TikTok video of him taking selfies with famous people or some shit. And I mean, I've met a few famous people in my life. I used to go to a lot of shows back in the day. I have the same fucking thing. It didn't impress me much. You know what I mean? But he starts pitching this whole thing to me, and then he starts talking about how it's going to cost a little bit of money, like some startup money. Yeah, what, I was like, what's well, the pitch? What, what's, what's he trying to sell to you guys? Okay, so I've got... I've got a list here of – because after a while I jumped on this conversation, I'm like, I want specifics as to what you're going to offer me. Because first off, he claimed that this was a $5,000 deal that he was giving us for the low, low price of $500. Yeah, when you cut your cost down to 10% of what it's actually worth, you know someone's bullshitting you. That doesn't oh, make well, any it, sense. It, it gets even worse because it goes from $500 to $150 to $100. <laughs> All right. So – so for ultimately what would have been a hundred dollars, he would have been booking high profile guests for us to come on the show, managing all the social media for everything that we do, finding finding our podcast sponsors, and the sponsors that he named are the is the one sponsor that he's got on his show, which is a CBD company, and he kept bragging about how he could do that. Uh, establishing a schedule on the business side of things for you guys so you can put more focus into reaching out to fans and make donations or subscribe like it, it's it was just all fucking snake oil bullshit by the way his podcast like, I, I, makes 44 dollars a month on patreon that's how you know that if he can't monetize his own podcast i don't know if he's gonna be able to do anything for you well, I, you know, I, I wanted to point this out in, in the very beginning. This He's talking about this show, and he's bragging, like, oh, well, I made $10,000 last month off of my podcast. His podcast is hosted on Anchor F. And, you know, there's only one show that I'm aware of that actually makes any sort of money off of that, and it's yours. <laughs> right, Peapod, where I piss into a toilet. <laughs> right, exactly. 
and it's weird because this guy is you know we tell him we're not interested in this shit it's not it's not worth our time or whatever and he starts getting confrontational with us but even even as he's getting confrontational he's still trying to sell shit to us like god damn dude you're fucking persistent yeah he he is always battling himself like i've said i've known him for 12 years since he went he was 18 years old and started doing comedy like what you're saying before he did this the podcast he was doing this with a comedy club where he was set, going to younger or not younger but newer com- i know a couple comics he got a lot of money out of because he'd get them to invest in his comedy club give this much money to me and then when we sell tickets you can make back three times as much and i'm gonna have guys like Artie lang and sherrod small and you know bam Majera and all these people there they're gonna draw everyone in but what he does is he takes all the money they get and hands it to the headliner and then goes oh we didn't make enough money and they never make their money back and he tries to give them stage time like five minutes and he keeps sending and he messages people from all over the country trying to do this and be invested in his club and if you say no just to argue with you that you don't care about your comedy and no one else can do this for you until you either feel bad and give him money or block him that's exactly so what happened and he moved it on to the next thing now he's a guy that i've known since the beginning yeah i used to run two different comedy clubs and one of them i would give him opportunities put on shows and things and he would lie to me and say he's going to bring 150 people so i would staff the place to hold 150 people and then 35 to 50 people would show up which is still a decent crowd but he lied to me a week before he made pat oats is gay he reached out to me and asked to be on my podcast and said he wanted to talk about things because he wanted a new lease on life he does about every year if i don't respond i'm gay so it's (laughs) just answer the question pat are you gay or are you not gay Funny thing, I, I mean, I, I did break up with her at the time. With my, my, my girlfriend, who I was with, my girlfriend at the time, she did say when she she heard it first and said, "Look, I should be mad because he's just saying, do I not? Am I a guy now? I'm like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck he's talking about.' But he is. He was trying to play off my old name of the podcast, Pat Oates and Sam. He wanted attention, and in Connecticut, I'm I, you know, like like Jim Sharkey said, I'm kind of sort of known. So I'm the name that gets. Oh, I'll listen to this fight. Now I didn't and listen to it. This is the first time I've ever talked about it. And just so Vinny knows when he does listen to this, I you can ask Carl. I had no idea until two days ago when Carl's like, by the way, are you cool with this? But yeah, I'll be out here because I did not know this connection was going to happen. I've ignored it because I don't care. A, not gay. B, don't care what he had to say. But I'm happy right, yeah, that other people now. <laughs> I'm happy that other people are getting the same thing. Anyone that ever hears from him, no, he's all about sales pitches. He's a he legitimately is a used car salesman as his other job. And that's what he does with this. Sells. It sounds like a lot Hustle. of work to make almost no money. I don't understand people who put so much effort into making no money. What's the point? No, Thinking Carl- there, there was a time where he was making a little bit and then things might have gone sour or whatever. And now he's just always trying to recover with the next hustle. Well, he, you know, the- he's going to be fine, guys, because he's got these keys to success. These these three steps, if you will, to working with a celebrity. That's my number one if you want to play it. Okay. I, I should probably at this point mention that I do not know Scumbag Vinny and possibly everything that we're saying is lies. Don't take any of this seriously. We have no idea. All right, here you go. Working with a celebrity. Step one, promise some money. Easy part. Bam Margera got fifty million. He's not coming out the house for ten thousand less than ten thousand. I always told him we're gonna make ten thousand. Sometimes we only made three thousand, but I told him we were making ten thousand. Step two, try to get the money, you don't get it. Fuck. That sucks. Step three. Wait, wait, all right. Step one was lie to people. Step two was fuck up. Alright, what's step three? You fail sometimes. That's just what happens. And then you get up, you get back on the horse, and do it over again, you know. So yeah, right now it is fuck come town. 
Because you know what? It's like, I've said it before. I said, fuck come town, man. And it's like, I'll say it again. Fuck come town. This guy's fuck the no worst more. motivational speaker I've ever heard in my life. Step one, try really hard. <laughs> Step two, fail miserably. Step three, never do it again. Wait, what? It's like, it's like, it's like what, what is it? Step one, collect underpants. Step two. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure. Uh, all right, let's, let's run through these clips. What else we got? Okay, well, you know, I noticed something uh, on this show. He does a very brief, uh, what I'm calling a stuttering John impression. You know, like, you listen to John. You know when he starts to get mad, he starts punching his fist. He's like, you stupid motherfucker. Like, he gets real into it. Yeah. And, you know, this is my number three. If people don't like what I'm doing, keep it moving, bro. Keep it moving. Like, mind your business, dude. This ain't for you. This ain't for you. Did you hear that? You need to get a fist to the jaw. This ain't for you. Okay, that's what the Italian fight in Pits of East Haven is about. And shout out to Dave Moon for not doing the roast battle, because guess what? You would have got your ass kicked. Yeah, that's a good pickup on the Stuttering John thing. He does it. He does that thing. He's like, get over here. And he starts slapping. Get over. I'm going to go. Like, okay, relax, buddy. You're not a tough guy. By the way, just so you it? know, that Dave Moon reference is only for people that did comedy in New Haven, Connecticut. They're two comics that fought one time. They're both from the same town. And Vinny, I guess, did sucker punch him and beat him up in a fight one time. But Dave has also been to prison and is a pretty tough guy who I wouldn't be yelling at and shouting at because he's got a lot of weird connections. So this thing he said could get him in trouble, even though only eight people would know what it meant. Yeah, so not a really good risk to reward calculation on his part on that one. Also, but real quick, Carl, I'm yeah, sorry, but like you said before that there were some things that you know, you don't know if they were lies. Not gay. That's not a lie. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That we can definitely clarify. Uh, so the other thing that I think is bizarre is it's always the podcasters who have no listeners who are telling you not to listen to their show. I've never heard a show that had a big audience that was like, you don't like what I'm doing? Well, they don't, don't listen. I don't need you. I don't need you to listen. It's like, why? what are you doing? You, you think you're too good for this? You have seven people listening to this on purpose, and four of them are pulling clips to make fun of you on another show. What are you, what are you trying to pull off here? All right. What it's we weird. He's, he's got like this this bizarre Patrick Michael, Jerry Banfield sort of mixture to him. He does. Where like he's got, he's got this shitty podcasting skills and also terrible business prowess. Like like I'm not a very business savvy person, Carl. I'll be the first one to admit it. But I can smell a fucking red flag when it when it comes up, and that's that was fucking awful. Um, you can I, smell I, a red flag. Yeah, I got that. You gotta flag. listen to the turn of phrase podcast. Like, oh, okay. All right, his thing with the his thing with the come town thing is that when they did mention him, obviously it got him a lot of attention because on that show, they, they embraced his scumbag for the minute. He, I don't think he understood that they were making fun of him. I think that he was like, I got a cap. That's him. Once something happens, no matter good or bad or indifferent, he has to capitalize on it. On that podcast that you did another a clip from that podcast that where he talks about Epstein's Island and how he could have made money off it. Like he literally says that in the podcast, like how he would have done well and represent Epstein. Well, he always looks for that. So when people stopped listening to the come down thing and they stopped having him on, cause they were like, you stole our name that's when he started getting mad as you could tell when you're listening because like he was like no longer there like free advertising from them because they would talk about him on a couple other podcasts without him being on it it was getting him attention the second they stopped talking about him i'm sure went down he gets butthurt he wants to lean into this scumbag character but he fucking cries every time someone acts the way that you would act when you encounter a scumbag. Well, as soon as like, somebody says, this is the character that I'm playing, I'm tuned out. I'm like, okay, I don't care then. Like when Joaquin Phoenix was pretending to be a fucking rapper, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I know that you're doing a character and I don't give a shit. 
Right, exactly. Like he's got he's got an, uh, one of these episodes where he's he goes on in detail about how he's he's helping this fucking anti-bullying charity and and bullshit. It's like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is called Scumtown. You're supposed to be scumbag Vinny. Like, I'm not trying to shit on you for helping anti-bullying and shit, but what the fuck? Sounds like you are. Sounds like you are pro bully. That's my takeaway from this statement. All right, let's play. If you have any more clips of him talking about Pat Oates, I want to play those, and then and then we're going to move on to uh, talk about Stuttering John and Patrick Michael and some of the other people that we talk about often on WATP. Okay, well I've got a I've got a bit of a two parter, but it's it's kind of long, so oh, we can just go through the second me. half of it. All right, sounds good. Have you ever listened okay. to the show before, Brandon? We we don't usually What's play that? clips that are three and a half minutes. You know that, right? Uh, I know, right? Who the thunk it? So you know, uh, I've I've not listened to this podcast, so I'm, I don't know what you're gonna play. But yay! Well, this is it's, you you <laughs> you you've already you've already summed it up, Pat. This is like <laughs> you, you never listen to the show, but you somehow know like his origin stories on why he doesn't like you. Because uh, everyone has told me what he said. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I don't need to know. But they, everyone is giving me feedback right away. So Yeah, exactly. So let, let's just beat a dead horse and play number nine. All right. I, I, I used to produce shows at Joker's Wild, and when he left there, I became their main guy. And then he, I got promoted uh, there a little bit, but I got booked at Comics at Foxwoods to produce a show. Whoa, slow down. So, so Joker's Wild was a comedy club in New Haven, Connecticut, and it was arguably one of the better clubs. And Pat Oates used to work there, he used to book guests. You're saying that when Pat left, because he used to work there and he left, he's saying he still kind of used to cock block you? Is that what you're saying? A hundred percent. And it went on for years. But also when I produced a show at Comics at Foxwoods, the first month I brought about 30 people on a Thursday at 1030 and they gave me the following month and I did it the next month and I brought about 40 people. They had about 30 people themselves that came and Pat threw me off the show before it started because I didn't sell enough tickets. I sold 35 tickets and me and 35 people walked out of the fucking club. He threw me and a comedian named Chris Kowalski who ended up quitting comedy after that and moving to LA to pursue film and, you know, nobody ever heard about that story. I talked about it one other time on a podcast. I can't remember when, but, yeah, Pat, like, brought me in the office with Ryan Broth before he was a comedian and was like, Vinny, we can do this show without you. Ari Shafir was supposed to headline. You know, they would give me a good headliner from the weekend or a middle middle guy. And, uh, I mean, we sold 35 tickets, dude, on a Thursday at 1030 when – I would go there every week afterwards, Jim, at 10.30 on Thursday. I would drive there, and there would be nobody there. I pulled these clips. I forgot how fucking painful they were. Yeah. I listened to the show, and that was the thing that really jumped out to me. So he's all pissed at Pat because he said he was going to get 150 people. He didn't mention that. He got 35 people to show up. That was a different show, different club. Okay. Story short, the thing he's talking about at comics, which is, by the way, at Mohegan Sun, a big – never not that was the only show ever that we ever almost had to cancel we never had 30 something people it's mohegan fucking sun it was foxwoods i'm sorry that was a casino it was that before foxwoods people coming in all the time they gave him a late show said he could draw people and i'm the one who made the connection to get him in there he doesn't bring up that part when i moved there to be their house comic and, and manager and browth was another manager there we gave him a chance i was going to be on the show and another comic not ari ari was never going to do it they weren't going to pay him they were going to have someone else a middle act be on the show sold four tickets an hour before then he started walking around the casino trying to hand people free tickets they're like you can't do that we don't want to pull people off the casino floors the casino doesn't like that much they want to steal the money from them out there not in the comedy club they told him you're off the show we don't need you for it 
They didn't have the power to cancel that show. The owners did. You can ask any of the profs there. I was just a comic and a manager that worked there. Uh, he doesn't mention the part that I got him in there. The one who got him a chance to even put the show on. Yeah, it sucked that it canceled. We had to do she got 35 new people to come in to do the show once he left. The part that was funny to me, though, is that every Thursday at 1030 after that, he drove over there to see how busy the parking lot was. That's so pathetic. Why would you say that out loud? Casino parking lot is like 18 football fields or parking garages. It's pretty busy. It's fucking Foxwoods. It's not there for the comedy club, but believe me. Thursday shows, we we didn't always have Thursday late shows. That's why we were always busy inside the club. We did that because we had an open slot. We usually did one show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. We had an open slot. He said he could fill it, and he couldn't. It happens once in a while. He couldn't do it. That was literally nine years ago. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> it wasn't like last week. It was I, I ran Joker's Wild at the beginning – first three years of comedy i've done comedy 12 years they the, that that club has now moved to another casino four years ago and been in foxwoods in the last six seven years so this thing he's holding on to was nine years ago it's nothing all right before i let you guys go red and brandon thanks so much for coming on and for bringing uh, us this information about scumbag Vinny. red you had mentioned that you had podcasted with our friend patrick michael and you have some inside information i want to get you on a bonus show to talk about that with you i'd be more than happy to do that with you carl <clears throat> i don't have like inside information per se i just spent some time with patrick michael fucking seamus todd whatever the fuck y'all are calling him now i just spent a lot of time with him and um recorded that, a lot of with him that's and, all i need to know that that i have so many questions <laughs> well, I got all the answers. I guess. <laughs> Good. I can't wait for that. Uh, Brandon, anything else that you wanted to uh, to plug and promote before I let you go? I mean, just check out Shitty Song of the Week uh, every Fridays, wherever you guys listen to the podcast. We're starting to do the show lives Wednesday nights at 830. Uh, follow us on Twitter over at Shitty Song Pod. Send us some suggestions for songs that you want us to tear apart and shit on. Carl, thanks for having us on. Pat. Uh, awesome talking to you. You guys are welcome on the show anytime. Thanks, thanks for making me sad today. I appreciate it. <laughs> at least I'm not gay now. I'm sad. Well, at least you gay. put it out there that you're not gay. So now you've cleared that up. Not gay. Brandon, is Brandon, anyone... know now. Oh, seriously, thanks, guys. It was fun. Brandon, has anyone Absolutely. come on your show with a shittier song than I did when I brought Seven Mary Threes Cumbersome? Um, well, you know, not, not yet, but okay. I hate to inform you, Carl, that the polls have come in and it looks like stuttering John Melendez is going to be competing this year in December for a shitty song oh, of the year. Oh, so you actually ended up beating me on that one, huh? Yeah, I mean, it was fairly close, but yeah, stuttering John made it. All right. Good job, Brandon. Take it easy, buddy. All right. You have a good one. All right, Pat. I'm sorry we got so sidetracked there. We even put- it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you, which is fine. Listen, at the end of the day, Vinny's a guy who hustles. Just to clear that quickly, and I get it. He gets upset that things haven't gone his way. He's, his name is like like Hitler in Connecticut comedy. Like It really has been bad. Some some stuff he did, but some because of a reputation that he had not meant to build. He's always defending himself, so I get the anger he has, and he gets angry towards me because I think there's times he thought I could help him. not mad at it. Listen, when he said Pat Oates is gay – 
people listen to his podcast and talk to me and listen to my podcast to see I talk about. I didn't. Once again, like your podcast, when people say bad things about me, I get followers for some reason. So keep <laughs> yeah. it coming. No such thing as bad publicity. I've learned that myself. Yes, not. Yeah. And by the way, you said it wasn't that bad. I just want you to know that there are 20 tracks I didn't play because Brandon pulled clips that are way too long and way too quiet. So I had to just get out of that segment. I'm like, what the, what are we going to be here for fun, till Sunday talking about this? Jesus Christ. And I also, a lot of it was just personal text by me. Like it's, it was funny when you said to me, Oh, by, that's crazy. Pat's going to be on. But if I wasn't on, I don't know how he could play any of those clips because like literally it's all about me yes. and who the fuck knows who I am. <laughs> wow. If you're a fan of WATP, everyone knows who you are, Pat. Yes, but also no. You wouldn't know why some guy's obsessed with me by based on how you guys talked about me pretty, at all. You're pretty famous in these parts, I'll tell you that. Appreciate it. So I want to talk very quickly. This I'm not even going to do a full segment on it because we just did a, a long segment on the bonus episode about Dead Town, which is Patrick Michael's best podcast. But my buddy Pro in the Discord, in the Seamus Watch channel, has been posting some clips apparently – Seamus fancies himself a freestyle rapper. And Pat, I should probably mention, do you know who Patrick Michael is? Do you, do you know what I'm oh, talking about? I don't. About? This is my first time learning about him, but I'm very okay. excited. I'll hear what you guys are saying. So. This is a guy who has 27 podcasts, and each one is worse than the last. It's unbelievable <laughs> that he puts this stuff on the internet and continues to, even though we've been talking about him for like a year now. But this is him demonstrating his amazing freestyle rapping abilities. Because I was already a, a vocalist, I kind of had that background where I was like, it just made sense. And then I also had other people telling me, like, you should try to rap. And sure enough, it paid off. I did some all right stuff that I was, you know, I was very happy with. You know, look at this song. I'm very happy with this song. That doesn't happen very often. But when it does happen, you're delighted. I don't got to tell them. This is straight from the dome, straight from my home. Straight from the microphone, this right in my face. Yeah, I'm doing this in my place. Yeah, and I don't got no help. I never put my hand out, never asked for that. I promise that if you came, yeah, I wouldn't push you back. I promise if you help me, yeah, I help you back. We can get to where we wanna be. I just wanna tell you that it's not free. I just wanna tell you that I work as hard as every motherfucker that has been cold This is what he's proud of. And yeah, Chris, you just said you don't think it's freestyle. Uh, you can't talk. Because it rhymed. He addresses rhymed. this. There's no way. He way addresses this. Because he actually had a little bit of rhyme like Dr. Seuss kind of. There's no way. Yeah, this is him explaining why he's able to freestyle so well. All my music that I've done recently has been freestyled. Completely made up, you know, on the spot. Uh, 100%. You know, people will probably challenge you when you say that you've uh, you freestyled that stuff. They're curious about it. They want to they wanna see you do it in real time which I have no problem with. I also have a huge backlog of like lyrics in my head that I can just kind of pull, pull out of, you know? So if the challenge is really there, it's not too <laughs> difficult for me to spit, you know, 16 <laughs> so with ease. He just That's said, not... yeah, is that what freestyle is? He goes, you guys say I, I don't freestyle, but I totally do freestyle. And also I came up with this years ago and I have it memorized. Like, wait, well, okay. So, so you don't understand what freestyle is that I guess. It's like when when, when uh, people say Don Rickles was the best at crowd work. Like, listen, he was quick and funny, but it wasn't crowd work. It was it was lines he had ready, like like a playbook. Where if he saw a Chinese guy, he had a Chinese guy thing he yelled. Yeah. If he saw an Eskimo, he yelled Eskimo. It's not that it wasn't funny, but it was it, it was something he had ready to go when he had to do it. That's not fucking freestyle. You have a backlog. Means it's logged. Logged it. Holy shit! All right. 
Patrick Michael's rap is so good that it's blowing up on Instagram. Uh, Instagram actually offered me a $30 credit to promote um, one of the more recent songs. It is called Villains in, Villains in the Building. and Or Villains, excuse me. And uh, yeah, they gave me a $30 promotion to promote it all over like Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And I've got some uh, pretty good hits off of it, man. I'm pretty happy. And, you know, I'm getting a lot of people tagging me and stuff now. And they're like, hey, you know, Spotify placement for, you know, tag a dope rapper or whatever, you know. And they, they have tagged me. <laughs> I think it said tag a dopey rapper. <laughs> That's what happened. They're like, all right, this guy. Holy shit. He did at the beginning of that rap, by the way, was repeat the same line six times. How is that? Once he said it once, he's like, I was sitting here in my home. In my home. With a microphone. Microphone's oh, in, my, in my face. My face is in my place, which is also my home. Okay. Oh, hit me with mace. <laughs> oh, I think you might be better freestyle than Patrick Michael. So, just need some auto-tunes and I'm all set. <laughs> he just he just grabs the most generic beat for free off the internet. I know this because when PJ did his Snakes in the Grass parody, which I'll get to. We'll get to that. When PJ did that, he just found the exact same beat. And was able to reproduce his song. This is another example. This is Patrick You mean Michael. he's not making his own beats, Carl? <laughs> I know, right? Can, can you believe it? Dr. Gay? <laughs> this is another example of him showing off his rapping skills on his podcast. In this example, he plays the song off of his phone and holds his phone to the microphone. It's music. Whatever. But uh, nonetheless, I'm going to play one of the songs for you, man, because I just like hearing it, and it's fun. This song is called Shremdom. It's not going to be recorded super well. I just kind of put the put my phone up to the microphone and <laughs> recorded it that way. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this guy? We all do embarrassing and, shit. Don't put it on the internet. Why are you proactively embarrassing yourself? Why would you do that? Like in his freestyle raps, he contradicts himself. You're going to have a slice of pie if you're hungry. Oh, you can't have none because you're hungry. Like, you just offered me pie. Why can't I have some pie? Like, no, you can't. Uh-huh. Oh, you're this rap about. Pat, the thing that surprised me the most is your listening comprehension skills. I, t- I tune out. I just hear this guy rapping. I'm like, this is terrible. And you're like, no, I want to dissect these lyrics. I don't think this makes sense. <laughs> I, my whole world is wrapped around why people do dumb shit. And I can't, I'm obsessed. And I can't stop listening. When someone's like, I need the world. He has 27 podcasts. And he wants everyone to know that he's got no skills 27 times. Yes. I need to know why he thinks he's bad, good at these things. Oh, this is a this is a clip that I have to play for you. It's from I think last year, before he got all this notoriety from his fame on WATP, discussing how many people have watched his YouTube videos. When I first started posting the videos, nobody was looking. Right? I had like probably eight or nine videos out with no views. And I was fine with it. And he was fine with that. Because that's why you start a YouTube channel for no one to ever find it or watch your videos. <laughs> Oh, so at least he admits it. Like in, in the Vinny <laughs> clip, remember he's like twenty five hundred. You heard the ding. He's not getting twenty five hundred downloads. Like we all we all start off with low downloads. We regrow. It plateaus sometimes. Whatever. At least he can sit there and go, "I got none." I give him credit for that. I got yeah. zero. <laughs> well, I, fair enough. 
This is he the didn't last. even watch it. He didn't even watch it. Yeah, I know. You, you, it should have one view. Maybe your, I think mom, your kids dude, watch it. Your mom something. can't watch it. <laughs> All right. This is the uh, the last clip I want to play. This is from a show he does called The Daily Ghost. Now, The Daily Ghost is an eight minute long podcast. It's a very quick and boring ghost story. It doesn't start until about five minutes in because this is how he has to start the show. It helps having the two random ads at the beginning of every episode. And I appreciate all of you who take the time to listen through those. Though they are the same, they're not unique. It does support the show. And the money that's made from the shows goes right back into the shows, guys. Can you not tell? Can you not tell the difference in how the show sounds now in comparison to how it sounded before? It's a... It's so much better. The improvement is vast. Well, you might want to turn off the air conditioner while you're <laughs> podcasting because that's annoying. But how funny is that he puts on two ads back to back that are the same at the beginning of the podcast in order to double his income. Pretty smart well, there. Gaining the system. Better if you can hear it, he says, doesn't it sound better? And as he says that, you can tell he moves closer to the mic. Like he tries to make it sound better. But can't you tell the money made me get a bigger chair? Now I can sit closer. <laughs> yeah, he's investing in all the wrong things. Yeah, I just painted the walls in here. It's great. You can't hear the people at McDonald's where I'm recording this vacuum in the background as much. <laughs> all right. So, Patrick Michael, we love you, buddy. Uh, real quick, I do have to get into a quick segment on our buddy, stuttering John Melinda. Pat, are you uh, familiar with my friend, stuttering John? Yes, very much so. And oh, I forgot about him for years until you brought him back into my life. So thank you. You're welcome. That. Yeah, I know him from Howard Stern days and, and when he would say Nicolas Cage and all that on uh, the Tonight Show. I, I know it's Stuttering John. Yeah, he did not say Nicolas Cage. You're giving him no, too I, much credit. I tried <laughs> not to be racist by saying what he said. And Woodless Cage. <laughs> all right. the best kind of, it's the best kind of cage, by the way, without them. So... I'm listening to this recent show he did with Noel Kassler, and Noel Kassler is this Trump hater. I think he used to be a producer on what was Trump's reality show, The uh, Apprentice. I think he used to be a producer on that. So he hates Trump, and, and Stuttering John hates Trump. And so Stuttering John starts off his show by, of course, thanking all the people in the Super Chat who are giving him $2. Uh, I want to just say thank you, Nikki B., uh, and, uh, Hey Kim, Hey Kim, Marie and, and Hunter, Har Carla. Thanks for the two seventy nine, You cheap bastard. I know who it is. This is a guy who likes to troll me on his podcast, but I don't care if you're going to keep paying me, keep trolling me. What the hell do I care? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, dumb idiot. Sorry, John, listen to me. I do not give you money. I am not in your super chat. Why would I call myself hot Carla? That's your name for me. I am not Hot Carla in your super chat. That is somebody else. I would never give you a dime. Although Vinny did buy three of your t-shirts. So I guess he made some money off of us. But that's nonsense that you would think that I would be that bored in my life that I would be watching your show in real time. That you're not creative enough to come up with your own fake name. 
Right. Why would you use the name he gave you? That'd be like, and you're saying like you're a fan of what he does. No, you think not hot Carla or fuck you. Hot Carla hates you or stuttering. John is gay. Something different. <laughs> not, not that. Perfect. So this guy, Noel is, has been doing the show with John for a while now. He is so overmodulated that somebody pointed out who's in the chat room. Mark P is saying Noel's audio is a little overmodulated. No, uh, it doesn't sound overmodulated to me, but um, I don't know. I mean, it, it doesn't sound bad to me, and I think Royce would have heard it. Uh, okay. All right. It's definitely way louder than Stuttering John's track. And he just goes, somebody says it sounds like shit. I don't believe it. Sounds good to me. And they just keep going until he realizes that it sounds like garbage. You're a little hot. C- can you turn down your mic a little bit, No. Yeah, I can pull the mic, too. Yeah, I just pull a little bit back because it's a little. I'm gonna pull. I'm just gonna pull the mic. All right, because it was a little. Because it is sounding a little hot to me too. Maybe I should just go back to what we were doing without. Yeah. How is it that there's a producer of a TV show who can't use Zoom correctly? This is not a difficult thing to figure out. He tries to plug a microphone in, and it's overmodulated and distorted, and it sounds like garbage. And of course, John's mic sounds like garbage too, but in a different way, so it doesn't mix at all. So then he goes back to using his computer microphone, which is crazy. And this is him going back to that. You know the dotard's going to do his best to um, try and rig this election. 100%. He's not going to win fair and square. Oh, now I can't hear you at all, (laughs) Mo. This is bad. This is seven minutes into the podcast. They're trying to talk about who they call the dotard, Donald Trump. They're trying to talk about him. Instead, it's like he's either way too loud or John can't hear him. Now we're over nine minutes in, and this is what they're talking about. I think he said you could back off the mic a little bit. You know, you try that. Well, I pulled the mic, so I'm just using the computer now. Can you hear me? I could hear you, Royce. Is that okay? Give me a text and let me know. We're doing what we've always done before. How is it possible that, that Stuttering John Melendez is doing a show where the first 10 minutes is them trying to figure out how to get the mic levels correct? They have settings that one's megaphone and one's spelunking. Like, what are those noise? Like, how is he sounding like that? Like, one of them is just like, rah, rah, rah. It's like, how do you... Also, back to, like, he was me Jessica in a well. Like, that, that <laughs> echoing was insane. Yeah, it, it's, it sounds like garbage. It looks like garbage. The content's terrible. I don't understand... Knowing all of that, I do know that Suttering John wants to put on a good show. He's trying to put on a good show. Why wouldn't you work out the technical difficulties when you're not on the show? I will confess that Dick Masterson and I spent 45 minutes trying to troubleshoot audio issues that we had. We never put it out as a show. (laughs) This was not something that I recorded and then uploaded to YouTube. You think it's a way for the producer because he knows that John is a, a stutterer and sounds like he has 85 fucking peanuts in his mouth. And he's like, how do I make John sound better? Let me fuck with mine. Let me make mine sound so bad that John sounds clear so they can't make fun. Maybe he's doing that on purpose without telling John to take away from how shitty he sounds. That's very possible because John I, and Larry brought this up last week. He goes, you know, you play these stuttering John clips. It doesn't sound like he stutters anymore. And so I found an example of this retard stuttering. Said that he had to be a part of by holding up the Bible in front of a church while they tear gassed. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, that they tear gassed the freaking uh, peop- the protesters there. They tear gassed the, they tear gassed the, they tear gassed the, 
demonstrators. God. I didn't know if he was having an asthma attack or stuttering there. I don't even know if that was his thing. I just kind of like, maybe he, didn't, he couldn't find his notes. I think he actually right. got distracted by his phone. You heard a little ding go off. By the way, that's how you know when somebody's over 50 years old is that their cell phone isn't set to silence. You hear the ding go off, and then he's going, yeah, you know, the tear gas and the, oh, hey, what's this? Okay. Fucking... When I'm doing a comedy show, I know who the new comic is because his phone's still on. It's like, dude, you've been doing radio forever. <laughs> Fucking yeah. silence your what you, phone. Yeah, you what know are you what you're doing? doing? Stop getting distracted. You're on your own show. Waiting for Howard to ask you back? It's not going to happen, asshole. Turn on, turn on Buzz. The only thing he okay. said on the show that I agreed with us was this. I, I don't understand. Obviously. So I just, I, I don't want to get into their political talk, but I have to play this because now he's in, he's political guy. And Suttering John has no business talking about politics. He's a fucking moron. And this is their hot take on Donald Trump. After Trump loses, do you think that Trump is going to refuse to leave office? Yes. Yes. I think, I think it'll be ego death for him. I think he will freak out like he's never freaked out before. But I think Bill Barr... Pompeo, some of these other guys are going to help him hold on to power. So they're not going to let him just accept the results no matter what they are. They're going to contest the results the morning after the election on Wednesday morning. They'll tell Trump to sit tight. I think he'll start to freak out and get nervous. It'll be obvious that he's lost in a landslide and then he'll freak out. And as you know, Biden said today, he'll send in the military to take him out of there. Okay. So I just want to break down this prediction that this no Castler guy just came up with. His prediction is Biden's going to win in the landslide. Trump will refuse to leave office and Biden will use the military to replace him or to, to get him out of the White House. Pat, let's write that one down. Let's see if that one comes true. Oh, maybe the part where Biden's going to win by a landslide is the crazy. Like, I don't think Sleepy Joe's going to come out of his fucking groundhog cave and fucking win anything. But even if he did, it's not going to be a landslide. It's going to be tight. And at this point, with the world falling apart, I think Trump might leave. I think everything they said they was wrong. But I don't everything, think Trump's going to Everything was wrong. Political. Do you think he wants this job anymore? This is what he signed up for? Oh, not at all. He, believe me, he did it. He got his legacy. He became the president of the fucking United right. States. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's fine. He could buy an island now. He could buy the Epstein Island for cheap and go live there. He doesn't give a fuck. He could do whatever he wants. But yeah, I still, I think he's going to win. But I'm like, I also am not political, so I don't know shit. I just don't see anyone voting for a guy who might die before he gets in office in Sleepy Joe. He sniffs women's heads. He's creepy <laughs> the kids. He's creepier than Trump. He's not going to fucking win. For them to make fun of him, call him a tard. He's doing. He did better at everything. Stuttering John did. He had a better TV show. He's personality on the radio. He's a better speaker. He's less retarded than John. Oh, in, in every single way, whether you like Trump or not, you have to admit he's less retarded than Stuttering John. Yes. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> Speaking of which, John always exclaims that he is a Mensa member. He says this without a smirk on his face over and over again. I'm a member of Mensa. And he also talks about how the fact that he's 47 years old. And he says these things seemingly unironically. And I want to point out that someone finally found a clip where he's talking to Royce, his previous co-host, and he admits that he's not a Mensa member. Okay, fine. But you're not so smart that you're getting weekend Mensa enrollment. No, no, I'm not in Mensa. That was a goof. As I goof 
on a regular basis. Maybe you should put some sort of emoji at the end of that. Or no, 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 no. I want, I want those to believe it. Yeah. And I want the people who say, you know, get all pissed off. Like, oh, yeah, you're the whack-back man. Like, like, it doesn't matter to me, Royce. Oh, Stuttery John's not in Mensa? No shit, Sherlock! No shit! No shit, Sherlock! No fucking shit, Sherlock! No kidding. I'm and shot. I just Googled it. He's 54. He's 54 years old. It's he's very... at 40, 47. He I'm says, like, holy shit, he's not. He's not two years older than me. I've been on radio for a long time. He's 54 years old, and he looks like he's 68. He should be lying about his age in the other direction. Why would you tell people you're in Mensa? You could see. Here's the lie. I could be Mensa if I wanted to be. That, that's the lie. Right. Don't say you're in, because then Mensa's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah. Not in here. We're not. We don't got let stuttering tards in. You're not in Mensa. Get the fuck out of Mensa. Why would you lie about? You understand Mensa. Get the fuck out of our Mensa. All right. This leads us, Pat, to everyone's favorite part of the show. The this is the part of the show we review we don't review anything we actually just tease a podcast that we will review on next week's episode of watp and it sounds like this anyway i feel like right now during these times we either only have weather or covid to talk about <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of COVID. Yes. Oh, segue. Really, really nice segue. Thank you. The Académie Française, remember, well, so in our bonus episode, we actually mentioned that there is an acad- a French Academy that monitors the French language. The Académie Française has deemed COVID to be, I believe, masculine. And this is grammatical gender. That's right, everybody. We are going to do the Vocal Fries podcast. When I heard that plug for the Vocal Fries, I'm like, oh, this is next. This has to be next. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm jealous. The Vocal Fries. (laughs) The the one good thing about that other podcast you made me listen to. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Pat. You won't, you won't uh, be tasked with this one for your homework. Instead, you got to listen to that was, laugh track show. I was trying not to laugh at something that wasn't funny and holding it back, but it was still more real than the laugh track we heard during the whole fucking wild pitch thing. Yes, this is true. Pat, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Your first appearance was flawless. I would love to have you back again. Tell people Anytime, where they- man, this was a blast. This oh. really was super fun. So nope. I, I, I love I love digging in and listening. Anytime you want to send me some garbage, I'm in. Awesome, awesome. I'm I'm sure we'll have you back. Where can people find your regular show? Pat Oates Podcast. You can find it on my uh, YouTube channel, Pat Oates YouTube channel, or anywhere you can get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. And I have a Patreon, like everyone else in the world. Uh, Pat Oates Podcast, just do that under Patreon and support if you can. And um, I'm, been on, I'm on Compound a bunch, a lot of different appearances. So subscribe there because hopefully down the road, show POS will be picked up once all this craziness. Yeah, you actually did a pilot for Compound Media. So that's, that's POS, the Pat Oates Show. And so piece of shit. Yeah, that's what it stands yes. for, both things. I've done two other episodes that are right now on YouTube, but down the road are going to get added too. So awesome. we're working on it, just getting through all this stuff. But it's been really cool how much they've supported me. And I got to meet you there when we were both on that show together with Kumias. That's how we connected, which is awesome. And I just want to remind everyone that Pat Oates says, Your podcast stinks. Your podcast stinks. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. All right, good to talk to you. 
Please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Parting in the mush pits of morning radio. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Reviews, reviews, reviews with Vic. Hi, Vic. Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? Um, I've been really busy. I've been watching the Dave Chappelle special on a loop because I'm so white. How was that? Ah, well, you know. Hey, uh, we got any reviews uh, recently that we want to talk about? Yeah, I have two for you. Beautiful. We got a a five-star titled Awful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who thinks an upstate New Yorker who brags about his areola size is entertaining? No one. Maybe if this podcast had more episodes where they walked along Lake Erie or maybe wrote in poorly executed songs about Donald Trump, I would approve. Uh, this podcast is exactly what we don't need in this time of crisis. Also, if you pretend you're dictating a memo to Seamus and say re, uh, Todd in a Boston accent, it is funny. Five stars. All right. that That's good. We do not podcast from Lake Erie, but that's hopefully going to happen in the near future. Yeah, R- hopefully at the bottom of it. Hopefully um, with concrete shoes on. <laughs> um, you got a one-star review by Woke Queen with a rose emoji. Yeah, I don't want Woke Queen um, to so enjoy you know the it's show. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she said, two talentless idiots making fun uh, or better podcasts. Um, so she doesn't know English. Making fun uh, two or better with- podcasts? All right. Yeah. Proofread, people, uh, two- before you hit the send. <laughs> proofread. Well, she's a Woke Queen, Carl. Yeah. Give her a break. Uh, two retards reviewing better podcasts and fundamentally zero understanding of comedy or what makes anything good, period. Awful. Okay. Mm, fair fair yeah. enough. I mean, don't have too many complaints on that one. Hey, Cripple Jesus called in. Hey, Carl. It's, uh, it's Cripple Jesus. And um, I had a bonus episode idea for you. So I've been hate-watching so many bullshit Netflix comedy specials on just to pass the time because this fucking quarantine is terrible. And I think if you guys did these, who are these stand-up, I think people would love that because I, I just hate watched Pete Davidson the other day and there's so much cringe in that guy. Like his whole material is Oh, my dad died in 9-11, so I can be a cunt to everybody and not have any accountability with any of my actions. 
And there's just, they give Netflix comedy specials to fucking everybody. I mean, I can't even stand up, Carl. They would probably give me a stand-up special if I rolled in there. So I there's so much content there, and I, I'm a lazy fuck, and I know you're somewhat good at making podcasts, except for the creep-off. But um, hey. I, I think awful. if you guys what? were to do it, it would be awesome. <laughs> so you can take credit for that idea. Uh, <laughs> no, I can't now. I won't be offended. Um, <laughs> keep up the show, buddy. You're doing a great job. Thank you, Cripple Jesus. And yes, I want to have you on. We're going to do a segment about the other Cripple podcast out there. And Cripple Jesus wants to come out and review that with us. <laughs> We'll get him on there. By the way, speaking of Netflix comedy specials, our friend Hannah Gadsby has a new special out. And I'm I'm trying to coordinate with Kaya to come on. I don't know if he wants to torture himself again, but I want to get him on to review Hannah Gadsby's new special. I'm sure it's good. Oh, no. He might kill himself after. He's yeah. already so sad. <laughs> is, is Kaya sad? What's going on? I don't know, man. He always sounds like he's ready to kill himself at like every second. Do you do a Kaya impression by any chance, Vic? Uh, hey guys, I'm ready to review the show. Uh, Carl sucks my dick for ten hours. Perfect. All right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Kaya, he is one of the guys who started up the Peapod. Let's talk about the Peapod, everybody. Hi, Carl. I run a soup kitchen here in Gary, Indiana, and I've recently started playing the Peapod in the restroom to drown out the noise from uh, the usage of heroin and the glory holes. But I'm running into a bit of a problem, more complaints from the regulars here. They say that they don't like the sound of the constant ad reads in the bathroom. Now, if you could put out a few episodes of the Peapod without ad reads, just the sound of urine flowing, that would be great ambience noise for my restroom. Please and thank you. Come back. I'll probably just put out episodes with only ad reads like Patrick Michael does. I learn from the best. Oh, no. I like your small talk while you're pissing, though. It's kind of nice. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Here's uh, someone else calling in. Hey, Carl. I love your show. Listen to this for a while. I I just got to say, man, you got to get two more Jerry Banfield because that is fucking great. Like, one of your best episodes. And then that song about beans is like one of the funniest bits I've ever seen on your show. Like... Really should just add them into your rotation of lol cows. <laughs> oh no! It's great. Anyway, call me back. Vic doesn't like lol cows. Being I hate that show. fucking word. I I shouldn't be said out loud. I would just hate- go on fucking Kiwi Farms and laugh. That's it. You hate that word. I agree oh. about Jerry Banfield. We do need to revisit that guy. He's fascinating. He's good. He's a good boy. Uh, Ma- Michael Jackson called into the show. The show's getting pretty big, guys. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jackson called in. Woo! Hey, hey, Carl, it's me, Michael Jackson again. Hey, I'm calling because I sent Vic a pick of my teeny weeny, and I heard he didn't like it very much. I'm, I mean, he, I heard he didn't like it very much. Woo-hoo! Oh, shut up, Well, Vic, I, I heard you broke up with your boyfriend. I wanna. Oh, shut up, man. I fucked this voicemail up. God damn it. Don't play this. <laughs> oh, no. That's embarrassing. Epic fail. I love it. All right. By the way, don't, 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 
be nervous calling the show with your Michael Jackson impression. It's fine. You did a great job. Um, oh, this is someone making fun you of You call that great? Yeah. Don't be nice to him, Carl. I know. Why am I encouraging this behavior? This is someone making fun of us for talking about Madison Beer. And this was something that Larry and I talked about on uh, last week's show. Hey, Carl. Um, so I was just finished listening to your Perez Hilton episode. Um, I think it's funny how you guys always used to make fun of Opie for, you know, sitting in the bar being like, oh, that girl's so hot. This girl's so hot. She's Louise. And, you and whoever the fuck that co-host was. You guys did the same exact thing for that uh, Instagram girl. Oh, Madison Beer. She's so hot. Isn't she so hot? Oh, yeah, bro. She, uh, she got it going on. She's so hot. Wow. Yeah, she's so hot. Let's just talk about her the rest of the episode. So hot. <laughs> she was hard to listen to. Now. Oh, no. Anyways, five stars. Uh, don't call me back, please. Bye. Madison Beer is a smoke show. And this is the point. We're not like Opie. Opie sees someone walking down the street and goes, look at how hot that chick is. I can't see what that chick looks like. Madison Beer is on the internet. When I say Google her, just go Google her and you can see what we're talking about. That's a lot of work for a shitty podcast, Carl. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, this is about, uh, I think, Jen from the Jingles Department. Hey, Carl. You fat fuck. I just called about... Uh... 80, 97, whatever it was. And I'm realizing that uh, I don't know what the fuck you started doing to Jen, whether you guys have been beating each other or not beating each other enough while beating her. But when she used to co-host on the show, she was actually pretty good. But now it sounds like, you know, like you're co-hosting with a wet potato. Uh, figure your shit out. Alright, so Jen sucks at co-hosting. She used to be good, and it's my fault. I believe it's the subreddit's fault, if I'm gonna be honest with everybody. Some people don't like to read about how much they suck over and over again. I don't know. I kind of like it. I really, really enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, Vic and I both enjoy being told how, how shitty we are and what we do, but most people do not enjoy that sort of thing. Alright, here's a uh, a death pool candidate. Hey, yo, Carl, you bag clapping rubber dick cousaroo. I'm taking Stutter and John in the first ever WATP death pool. Not Seamus, not Opie, not these other fucking cretins taking Stutter and John. The winner gets to fuck Jen from the Jingles Department in the ass only. Because nobody wants to fuck a pussy. Smells like shit. Nobody wants to fuck her pussy? Is, is that guy the guy who wrote this song? I freaking hate vaginas. Oh no. Vaginas really suck. Anuses are the only thing that I like to fuck. Uh, how much bigger was that guy's penis than yours? Nick Bate, you're talking about? Yes, yeah. Nick Bate has a microphallus. It is, yeah, but how much bigger it is? is it's is embarrassing. It oh, Vic, don't act like you don't know the size of my penis. <laughs> right. so, it's so silly. <laughs> Why would you even pretend that? Um, the death pool thing is a, is a good idea. I don't know that anal sex with Jen is going to be the prize, but I do like the death pool idea. Opie and John certainly make sense. I don't know about Patrick Michael. He'll outlive us all, but 
I'm wondering who else we could get involved in that death pool. I mean, you already guessed uh, Vic dying, so you know it's it's just inevitable. I think everyone who's on your show is going to die in the next year. I did predict that Vic was going to die. Mm-hmm. I, I think like a couple fucking pool. weeks before you piece of shit. Yeah, it was like the day off probably. Okay. We missed a, an angle on the Perez Hilton review. Hey, Carl, I feel like you and Larry really missed the mark on the whole Perez Hilton laxative controversy. I mean, he's threatening to sue someone for saying he took a laxative when he shit his pants. You would think that he would say, oh, great. Hey, there's an out. I'm going to just tell everyone, hey, I accidentally took too much laxative. I was a little constipated. That's why I shit my pants. Instead of making up some ridiculous excuse that, oh, yeah, it's genetic. We just shit our pants. <laughs> Fucking idiot. That's actually a really good point. The fact that he's, he shit his pants on a television show, and, he's like, and they tried to accuse me of taking laxatives. Like, I'd be like, oh, I OD'd on laxatives. I never shit my pants. This is very odd for me. This is odd behavior. <laughs> Just so happens it happened on a TV show, but I never do this. Oh, man. Uh, Perez and I don't have a lot in common. No? I've definitely shit myself on a car ride before. Have you? Yeah, I had to sit in it for like 15 minutes. You just got a lot hotter to most of the (laughs) listeners. Well, it was fine. Like, I was wearing like spandex, so like trapped it. Um, And then I had to like sneak. I was like, "Ah, I got to go to the shower right away. It was really fucked up. I was like 16. Oh. It's disgusting. Hey, uh, this person has a theory on Patrick Michael that I think is noteworthy. Hey, it's Squeeps. Um, I was listening to the official podcast, and they did an ad for Anchor uh, FM, and it it uh, made me do a bit of a bit of a big think here. So you know how Seamus doesn't fucking edit his fucking podcast, aside from to put uh, music beds so that nobody calls CPS on his ass. In their ads, they they talk about how it has editing tools built into it. So you could just record and edit right in Anchor. I wonder if he's so much of a fucking troglodyte that he might think that it edits for him. He doesn't have to do any editing aside from choosing music to go behind it, and then it just goes up. Because if they're bragging about how, oh, it, it, it edits right in the app, he might just be so fucking stupid that he thinks he doesn't have to edit aside from, you know, picking a song that, that covers his baby's terrifying blood, blood curdling screams of Bane. So uh, we got we to gotta talk to him. We got to figure a way to talk to him. Uh, call me back. It was a long way to get there, but I hmm. think he might be right about that because he does promote the fact that you can edit the show right in the app and he leaves things in that we really should not leave in. He must think that this is just happening automatically. Last thing I want to say. I think Seamus knows what he's doing, Carl. He has like 40 podcasts that's at this tr- point. That's true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. He's a lot more experienced than I do. Leave it to the master. That's a good yeah. point. All right. This is the last voicemail I want to play. And this person is talking about the Kimberly and Beck incident that we reviewed on the show last week where they were, they're a radio show here in Rochester and they got fired because Kimberly said something that was a little bit off color and uh, iHeartRadio did not appreciate it. So uh, they were fired, so fired, and this is a person with uh, some kind of take on that. Hey, Carl. I called in last week uh, to, with a joke about the teapot and didn't get played. I guess I just called in too late. Hopefully I didn't do that this time. Anyway, I called in this week, not for a joke, but for some knowledge. So you played that clip of those uh, – 
shock jocks, wannabes who got kicked off the radio there in Rochester. And the girl said that people were acting N-word-ish, which is a terrible, repugnant thing to say. That's not okay in this day and age. Then she said that they were inwardly, which is totally fine. Uh, niggardly is a word that derives from a Dutch origin, not Spanish or Portuguese, that means miserly or lazy and is totally okay. It's used in a lot of old English, like Shakespeare's Macbeth. And, yeah, it's a totally okay word to say. If she had only been using that word, then I think it would have been bullshit if she was kicked off the radio. Uh, that's it. Call me back. All right. That's a really dumb take. <laughs> Because I am aware of that word. I know that it exists. And I know that's not a racist word. However, the context that she used, she was not using that, the meaning of what you just said. The way that she used the N-word was, had nothing to do with Shakespearean English. I can tell you that for, for a fact. Anyway, thank you, though, for that observation. We always do, <laughs> we always do appreciate it. Oh, Jesus. Vic, you had threatened... Carl. You had threatened suicide earlier today. And mm -hmm. Yeah, if you don't play snakes in the grass. As you know, I just can't have that kind of guilt on my conscience. So <laughs> I think it's time that we bring this back. Snakes in the grass. Todd featuring Doug and PJ. Animal. His name is Seamus and he's here to say There's something in the grass and those things are snakes You already know who it is and I've been here for a while They call me Animal, Animal and I kill him with a smile You can see me leave with the bloody footprints I don't want to do it again but I'm going to do it again So keep reviewing all his art, keep reviewing his podcast It don't make him upset except those times he got mad He keeps on lying saying he's never even heard of Carl It's more likely he's watching his house with binoculars And I'm a killer, I'm a ghost But at the same time, he doesn't care. Keep talking like you even know me, bro. We ain't never seen it, we didn't know me, bro. He just rhymed the words, know me, bro. With the words, know me, bro. Yeah, it's animal, baby, and I do it too real. Being in this shit, trying to make a fucking meal. Yet I'm down and steady coming, and I need him to stay. I've been doing this shit while watching my back. Because I know them snakes in the grass. Snakes in the grass. Yeah, you looking so hungry. I've been doing this 
this shit, that's why you're good, uh. My name is Animal, cause I'm a beast, boy. I do this forever, uh. I'm like, Thanksgiving feast. Razzmatazz, Animal Crosley, coming at you, <laughs> W-A-T-P-F-M. Vic, uh, any more oh, dick pics no. coming through recently? Um, No, but um, I apparently have bro-zoned uh, every relationship I've been in. Okay. Uh, and there's a couple are. viewers who only listen for Stuttering John, Opie, uh, or the voicemails. They'll, like, skip through the show. So how do you feel about that? That's fine. Yeah. We d- we talk about Suttery John and Opie on our Patreon, where they could get <laughs> even more of that. Hey, Vic, thank you so much for coming on and for reading some reviews. And, Absolutely. And chatting what with sex us. position do you finish in? <laughs> well, uh, by myself would be my okay. favorite position. All right. How about you? I'm a, a nun now, so I'm married to Jesus. Okay. Fair enough. We're not going to get any more dick pics saying that kind of shit. (laughs) Yeah, no one likes this part of the show. You guys should all just kill yourselves.